Stand by to launch FanStream Sports. Let's start. Hello, sports fans. Welcome to FanStream Sports. Nothing. Nothing but pure sports. This is the JP Show. JP, it is so good to hear you back on the air. Stand by. Now, here's JP. All right, good morning on this Tuesday of mandatory minicamp. And guess what? Guess who showed up? Devin White is at Bucks Camp this morning. Doing nothing but watching. So we get half and half about what we expected, but not what should have happened today. Good morning and welcome to another edition of the J.P. Peterson Show, brought to you by the great folks at the Jeeves Law Group, J-E-E-V-E-S, Law Group.com, Bay Area Modern Medical Center, Italiano Insurance, the Golden Diamond Source, Extravaganza Productions, and American Mortgage Services. Good morning to you, Nick Geddes. Not unexpected to see Devin White out there. Not unexpected to see him not doing anything. And we're not going to make a huge deal out of this, but I still think this is not a good play for Devin White. He can sit out there and watch his replacement take reps and do nothing. Well, he ain't going to get... Certainly not getting any better. Well, you know what he's not getting, though. He's not getting fined. He's not getting fined. He's not getting fined. He's there, which, by the way, how hot is it today in Tampa? It's been, like, scolding hot lately. It's scorching hot. Okay, and this dude is walking around wearing a T-shirt, a hoodie over the T-shirt, and then his practice jersey on top of that. And I believe he's got leggings kind of underneath his shorts. So that means he's definitely not doing anything today. He's definitely not doing anything. He's walking around in regular tennis shoes as well. Yeah. So he ain't doing anything. I don't know how he's dressed like that. But this is a win. This is a, you have to, we have to celebrate the small victories here. He's there. He showed up to mandatory minicamp, which I don't know if you want to call that a victory or not, but he's there. I guess it it depends on your perspective. It depends on your perspective whether it's a victory or not. Um, I think it's a good thing. And I'll tell you why here in just a little bit. (laughs) And it may not be what you expect. Uh, All right, we got a great show for you today. Dave Benz, longtime voice of the Minnesota Timberwolves. NBA Insider is going to join us at 1130, uh, and we'll also chat with Chris Lugo from Bay Area Modern Medical Center, their medical director. And if you have any questions about your nutrition, weight loss, testosterone, uh, just general health questions at all, you got any injuries or anything like that, uh, put them in our comments section or hit us up at FanStreamJP at the J.P. Peterson Show, and we'll be happy to pass those along to the doc and our last 1145 segment. So. Um, we're going to keep you up to date on what's going on up at Bucks Camp, and so far we have pictures of Devin White. Well, there's your video right there. You said literally can sit there and watch his replacement, and yeah. he's standing right here on the side. Yeah. As you can see, hands on the hips, and he's watching Savasia Dennis go through reps. Yeah, yeah. I just don't think this is a great move from a leverage standpoint. I. I still I still don't understand for the life of me. There are certain players in this league that can pull this off. Roquan Smith, I would say, is one of those players, and he did it. Um, there are certain you know, running backs, wide receivers, quarterbacks in this league who have leverage. Teams can't play without you, or they're going to take a significant step back. And he is not one of those players. And he does not play one of those positions of need, those as you like, the, what do you call them? The five impact positions. The five positions you need to be 
somewhat competent at to elite, in my opinion, yeah. to win a Super Bowl. Yeah. And they are. Edge rusher. Edge rusher. Left tackle. Quarterback. Quarterback. Cornerback. Cornerback and wide receiver. Yep. Yeah, I would agree in with that. In some order. Yep, I would agree with that. He does not play either of those positions. No. And if you want to make elite money at that position, you need to be Luke Keekley. You need to be Levante David. You need to be Roquan Smith. He's none of those players. He is not in their caliber. And he hasn't been since 2020. He does not have the leverage. They drafted your replacement in Servassier Dennis. You do not look at what, or do not listen to what teams say, right, in public. Look at what they do. What have they done? They went out and drafted his replacement. Obviously, you know, it's a fifth rounder. It's not a first rounder. It's not a second rounder. I get it. But it's a guy that they identified that if Devin White continues his shenanigans, we can plug in and still be a pretty good even, football Even team. the undrafted dude, Jeremy Banks, yes. who was likely a fourth-round talent mm-hmm. who went undrafted because of some attitude issues, I believe, at Tennessee. Yeah. So he's, but he's very talented, though. Super talented player. Um, so they've got options. They've got options. It ain't we, K.J. Britt anymore. Right. Put it that way. And I, as I sit here today, there's a player out there that the Bucks could use. I, I love Rashad White. I think he's going to be a really good player in this league. But if you told me I could have Dalvin Cook and start Servassier Dennis and say goodbye to Devin White, I'll take that in a, in a heartbeat. Let's free up $11.7 million in cap money. Now, I don't think – we this is, a, this is his fifth-year option, right? We've picked up the option, mm-hmm. so we couldn't just release him. We'd have to trade him. Mm-hmm. Have to trade him Correct. in his contract. Would somebody is there somebody willing out there to take Devin White's eleven point seven million dollar contract? He wants to be traded, and I'm I'm quite sure the you know the Bucks can say we're not we have no intentions to trade him. If Jason Light hasn't tried to trade him and been on the phone, he should be fired. He should be fired. He's not doing his job. He needs to find out what the interest is out there. And there, I would say there's probably not a lot of interest in Devin White at eleven point seven million. There is, which is which is why this you know. Well, I'll tell Passive you, aggressive holdout is ridiculous. You have no leverage, bro. None. I'll, I'll tell you this. There's actually 20 teams in the NFL that have the cap space currently to do it. So two-thirds of the league is available, quote-unquote. How many of those teams are top-flight contenders and want to take that on is the big question here. And plus, the um, you know, they could redo his contract and decrease that cap hit as well. And the Bucks could do that as well. But Devin doesn't like the offers that he's gotten. And I'm sure he's gotten some very good offers from the Buccaneers. And frankly, I'm not a big fan. I don't want to pay Devin White this much money. And for, for exactly the reason that we're watching here, he can't come to camp and play his way into a contract. He has not earned this money. What, what, what Remind me, what is his PFF ranking? Um, it's somewhere in the bottom I don't know the exact. I just know it's somewhere in the bottom, like, 20 linebackers in the league. Nick, can you look that up? See the PFF ranking for Devin White for the last couple seasons. Um, it's not good. You're not – and we're not putting all our eggs in the PFF basket. We watch the tape. And I agree with PFF's analysis on, on where Devin White is as a player. You can sit there and say he's the leading tackler. You know, tackling guys eight yards down the field on a running play is not a positive. It's not a positive. No. 
No. It doesn't – see, I, I'm not subscribed to PFF, so I can't see the – but it tells me the grade, though. He rated out as a 45.5 <laughs> last year. Okay, that's that's not even average for a starter. No, I, that's what I'm saying. That's like that well is well below average and, for a starter. And in 2021, if you can believe it, he was at a 36.2. I, I can believe it. I watched the tape. And that I is watched the tape. And he has a little red marker next to his name, yeah. which when you're in the red – you're at, like you're at like the bottom of the bottom, <laughs> and, you want, and you're going to hold out for lead. Like people around here act like this is okay, okay? It's not okay. You're not that good. You're not. Turn on the tape. I don't care how many horses you ride. I don't care how many great vignettes we got out of the Super Bowl. He, and we, you know, Devin White has been a very popular player. I get that. He's just, he's got great energy. He's a good. He, until this, all these shenanigans, I thought he was a really good dude. But he really strikes me as this type of guy that thinks he's a superstar, and he's not. Does I don't it, know what who's advising this cat. But you're not that good a player, and you certainly have not earned an elite contract. Not even close. It, does it almost bother you? I just wanted to know. Does it almost bother it, you that he's like out there like, and he's kind of just like walking around yeah, while everybody else yeah. is working? Does that bother you? It does bother me. It does bother me. I sense that. Yeah, it really bothers me. Because he's, he's big time in all his other players. And I know other players, you never talk about a guy's business. You never talk about his contract. They're not going to say anything. But you don't think they see the same things we see? They watch the same tape. They play with the guy. They know what's up. I'm sure there's a lot of people that love Devin White. He's a very likable guy. Uh, according to his PFF grade, he is 74th. And he is not even the highest ranked player on his team. That would be Levante David. Of course. 74th among inside linebackers. That's what it says, yes. How many are totally graded? Do they usually have 74 out of X amount? The list I'm looking at has 100, but maybe there's yeah, a little bit more yeah, than that. Yeah, they usually grade the top 100. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> 74. You're 74. And again, PFF isn't the, the end-all, be-all. But with my eyes, but, but, my eyes have backed up everything I've seen. Exactly. I always tell you exactly. that the best way to judge a player in any sport, in my opinion, is to not look at the spreadsheet or the, or the, the box score. It's to use your eyes. Yeah. And my eyes if have you know told football, me. No football, go watch the tape. Exactly, and we and I and we do a pretty good job, I think, of watching the tape after every Bucks game. We usually both would do it separately right. and come on here and report our findings because yes. the tape does not lie, like you said. The eye and in the sky don't lie. It don't, and we routinely saw it last year, and we've seen it for four years now. Can't get off blocks, getting blown off the ball, right? Taking really bad angles, going in too hot, overrunning hot, plays, overrunning plays. Those are just the things that we've seen in all four years. Uh, I just haven't seen the improvement from Devin White, no. to be honest. No. Uh, the comment last year that Todd Bowles said about some guys living off the Super Bowl potentially, I took that as a direct shot towards Devin White. I don't know how you couldn't, to it's be honest. A, it's not a direct shot because Todd Bowles doesn't take direct shots. True, true. He's, but we could he scatters the shrapnel, so he doesn't. You know, he left hurt, it hurt anyone's feelings on his team. Well, he left it for interpretation. Exactly. And so we'll interpret. And I could interpret that that was definitely. I think you're spot on. Was going to be Devin White. But then he comes out and says he's our best defensive player. Yeah, the whole the whole the whole messages <laughs> coming out of one buck on Devin White have been. Just really odd, and, and this is why. And this is why you know we talk about uh, Carlton Davis said the other day the culture has to change. Correct. Culture needs changing. I think that's a lot about Brady, but it's also about. I think this is it. Shots at this. Why are we covering up for guys like this? 
Like the, the message from the team should be, uh, well, and, and we did hear the message from the team, from the, the defensive coordinator, Larry Foote, who said these are champagne problems, bro. Get out there and work for your money. Bruce Arian said the same thing. Go work for your money. And that's the polite things that they're saying. They're, they're, trust me, they watch the same tape we do. And, they're say, and what they're really saying is, you need to get a hell of a lot better before you get this kind of, For him to be holding out, honestly, is laughable. It's laughable. Well, he's, you're calling it right now that he's basically holding in. Holding in, whatever. Is what they're calling it. It's, it's, and people can dance around this in the media here. I'm not going to dance around it. I, I, and I like Devin White as a person, and this is not personal at all. This is just about his play. It's just about his play. And, son, you, <laughs> I, I, I don't get it. I don't get, you're not that good. And it's not just me. It's a lot of people that watch the tape that know football. And you can go out there and make splash plays and run around and fool a lot and get a lot of tackles. And, and people can say, oh, you're the leading tackler on the team and you had five and a half sacks. How many, how many times do we need to see the, the tapes in the red zone where they're picking on you in coverage and taking advantage of your over-aggressiveness like we saw in the Rams playoff game to some tight end who'd never scored a touchdown before in his life they knew could score on when Levante, or I'm sorry, when Devin White was supposed to be covering him because they knew he'd take the bait. It happens all the time. It's losing football is what it is. And this guy, of all guys, wants to say $11.7 million is not enough for me this year. I need more. And he's well within his rights to do it and do it. I mean, you're well. I'm just giving you, trying to give you some advice, Devin. You don't have any leverage. And I think that the Buccaneers are telling you this. They're like, okay, we're not meeting your contract demands. We don't agree with your value. We've gone through that. And that's when you went, you know, you did your little temper tantrum on, on, on Instagram, you know, with your little likes of the Philadelphia stuff. And, oh, it's great to see they take care of their own Jalen Hurts. And then what else if we see? Oh, I'm a cowboy. What was that one? Instagram, something about a cowboy, and then liking the Dallas Cowboys stuff. I mean, just middle school type of Instagram stuff we're dealing with here. And you want to be a captain of an NFL football team and have an elite contract, and you're 74th. <laughs> it's laughable. Well, that, that's what I want to know. It's like it's if, laughable. If, if, if all goes smooths well over here and he ends up actually taking part in these mandatory OTAs, and he's there for training camp, and he's back, and whatever, and they've put the contract demands to the side. Are the Bucks really in a position where they're going to vote this guy? Because it's the players that usually vote oh, for the captains, there's right? There's no way he's going to be voted a captain. No way. There's just, you can't, there's just no way they, they can do that, right? Well, if they do, then, I, I, then that, this culture needs fixing. This culture really needs fixing. If, if the other players on this team feel like he's a leader doing stuff like this, I, I, I'm sorry. And again, I know there's this, the unwritten rule of the NFL. You don't talk about another man's business. But it's a salary cap league, and bang for the buck is crucial to being a successful team. You can't overpay average players. You can't do it. You will not be successful as a team. So it, it's, it's a collective and so as, as an analyst, you have to look at where the expenditures are going for a team and say, this is a good expenditure of salary cap money. This is a bad expenditure of salary cap money. And this is why I think it's a great development, because he's digging a big, deeper hole with this organization. And at some point, even Todd Bowles has got to say, this is not good for my football team. The, the leader of my defense, you know, not only for this season, but supposedly for the next five seasons to come, 
is, you know, thinks he's incredibly overvalued. Again, you can have players in this position do what he's doing, and it'd be okay for me. You know, if you're because you're, you know, you you were drafted low, you're outplaying your contract, you deserve a lot more money, and you're you're sending the team a message. Okay, this is not one of those situations. I think he's grossly overpaid at 11.7 million, to be honest with you. And I don't want the Bucks to sign him to a long-term contract. I don't. I don't think he's that good. I don't think the expenditure at the position is, is wise. And, I, and when you act like this, you're rewarding immaturity and lack of professionalism, in my opinion, if you give this guy a contract. So I'm glad that he's showing up and, and not doing anything and, and thinking that he's some type of elite player when he's not. That's just my opinion, by the way. I mean, I could be way off, but that's just my opinion. And I'm not going to, you know, buy into all this, this hype when it just hasn't been backed up on the field. I mean, it just hasn't. So, Well, can I give you another perspective here? Sure. And I'm, this is not from me. This is actually coming from Greg Allman, who you can usually count to be the most level-headed. Without question. On most these type informed, of things. level-headed, yes. Because he posted the thing about Devin White being here but not showing up. And, of course, his comments are full with people kind of saying the same things that you're saying. And this is what he said. Okay. He said, it's reasonable to think if a player hasn't done anything for months, it isn't ideal to throw him out day one and practice with people who've been doing it several days a week. Not everything is a protest. Extremely reasonable. So my retort to that would be, why hasn't he been out there with the rest of the guys? Same effect. Same effect. So, you know, it, the attitude doesn't change. I understand exactly what he's saying. I understand exactly what he's saying. But you can still go out there and do some individual drills. You could do some. And, and here's the, that's the point of the OTAs. If you're not in shape and you haven't been working, that's a problem. Well, can you still get work into, like, by not actually taking part in the drills? If you, like, can you still learn from watching? Yeah. and Because he's out there. It's not like he's out yeah. there and he's like away from his position group. He's no, there. That's good. He's watching. He's talking to the coaches and stuff like that. And, you know, <laughs> no, that's good. when you see all that's the good. clips and everything, obviously everybody's far away, right? So you can't tell. Nobody knows what those conversations are, and nor should we know, obviously, as the, as the media, right? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Maybe Devin White, and I'm, I'm, just, I'm trying to just give other explanations here. Maybe he's out there and he's talking to these guys and, and helping out and being, and being useful while he's not practicing. Like, there's, a, there's a million things that they could be going on right there with them not actually taking part in the drills. Right. And that's why I just don't want – personally, I'm not going to make a big stink of it right now on day one that he's not – practicing necessarily i'm glad that he's there i'm glad that he took part in those voluntary photo shoots which i think showed more honestly yeah because that was completely voluntary he had no he had no you know he wasn't forced to do that he showed up obviously Mm -hmm. to do that and now he's here so i will just put this caveat in there go ahead if he does play this year for the buccaneers you know it's a little bit of a vanity play to make sure you're in all the videos and the team videos that are going to be up on the scoreboard and everything else it's a bit of a vanity play that you you don't want to be left out of that. Promotion. Well, you know what it reminds me and if of. If you don't show up, you're not going to be part of that promotion. Well, you know so. what that reminds me of. It's it's kind of like in in soccer. Like they have a new kit every single year that they reveal, and they always have the best players on the team take part and and model the kit and everything, and they bring it out. And during the summer, when everybody's releasing it, 
if there's a player that's rumored to be on his way out or is unhappy, when they take part in that kit reveal, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, we're safe. We're good. We're right. good. Right. That's what it always feels like because what's the point of you taking part in that? You didn't have to do that, and you're showing up in the new kit, and you know you're going to be all over the stadium and that thing and all right. that. Right. So I almost take it as kind of the same thing in this situation um, with Devin White, honestly. I think I'll make more of a stink of it if we get later on in this week and he hasn't taken part in a single mandatory OTA. If we go through the whole process here in mandatory OTAs and he doesn't practice once, then I'll, I'll add more to it. But for now, I'm glad that he's there. Okay. I mean, it's better him showing up and doing these things than not. Because if he wasn't there right now, if he wasn't there right now, this would be much more of a blow-up, I think, around here, if he was not there at all. You know, but here's what, here's what I'm going to say. I'm not forgiving, well, I forgive, that's probably not the right word. I'm not forgetting all the rest of the social media shenanigans, all right? That means something to me. That shows a complete lack of maturity and professionalism, in my opinion, okay? And it's not, it's not becoming of a captain of your defense that you're going to rely on to lead my other players. You know, the you know, captaincies, leadership posts are, you know, these are, are very important positions on football teams and in major organizations where, you know, effort, focus has to be supreme and you need people to demand that from the other people, whether it be a military outfit, a company, or a football team. Football team is, is the best public manifestation of this, in my opinion, because you see it play out. And if you if you're a player on this level, and you're not, and you perceive that your your leaders aren't all in, i.e., Tom Brady last year, okay, culture suffers. Culture suffers tremendously. Why did the Bucks culture go from tremendous in twenty and twenty one to so bad last year? Because their leaders weren't all in. Evidently, Devin White wasn't all in. Evidently, and we know Tom Brady wasn't all in. And I'm not saying in terms of, of uh, you know, he didn't want to be. He just was a different person. He was dealing with a lot of shit, as he said, off, off the field. And he was just not Tom Brady. He was not Tom Brady. That wasn't the guy. Didn't want to get hit. It's at the end of his career. Um, you know, personal issues, uh, t- too much time away from the team, you know, doing things that he's never done before in his career, like, you know, staying at, at a birthday party for a former owner and not coming to a walkthrough and traveling with your team, you know, and, and followed by two of the worst performances of the team's season, the Pittsburgh and Carolina. You think that's coincidence? I don't. And, and so this is leadership matters. Leadership matters. And if this is your, your team captain on defense, the guy, you know, making the calls, it's a problem. It's, it's a huge, huge problem to me. I don't think I don't think it's a winning culture at all, and I, I don't. And I think if the organization allows it to happen, and, and let's be honest, the organization is in a little bit of a pickle. So I say he has no leverage. He has a little bit of leverage. The Bucks don't want to lose him for nothing. I think if he walks as a free agent and gets a big deal, they get what a third round pick, right? That's that's the compensation. That's not enough for a guy that you know of his perceived talent, right? Um, and, and so if, if I could get a two and a five, which I'm sure the Bucks cannot, because I think personally, even though they've said they, they have no interest in trading him, if they were offered a two and five, like for, they did for Roquan Smith, and they didn't take it, 
again, Jason Light, you should be fired. Well, he's he. It's been what two months since he's requested this trade? Yes, more or longer. Yeah, right. Mark. And you'd think by now longer. there would have been a team that would have come forward with right. at least a suitable offer pre-draft for the Bucks to really consider it pre-free agency for it. When yeah, teams had money for for at least for it to at least even leak out or something like that. But it's kind of been. It feels like it's been pretty quiet right. on that front because I don't think there are any takers. <clears throat> well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, you always say the thing. It only takes one team, right? To, to fall in love with a guy and go after him. But I'm not seeing that groundswell movement around the league right now for him. I think this past year really opened up the eyes to everybody yeah. around the league of what this guy is from a playing standpoint, not who he is as a person. I think we don't doubt that at all. I think Just, a lot of teams probably went and turned on the tape and went, no, I'm good. I think it's that simple. <laughs> yeah. I think it's that simple. And, again, this is the same league, at least I'm speaking from the player's standpoint, when they do these lists every single year, this top 100 after 2020, I'll never forget it. He was ranked 27. Yeah. 27th best player in all of football. That's a 27th best linebacker. All of football is what the players voted for him. And I think you've seen a shift from that the last couple years directly tied to his play. I mean, think about how much pull. When somebody like Warren Sapp goes out and sticks himself out there, and of course he's going to tell it like it is, mm-hmm. when he made that comment, I'm sure everybody around the league went, ooh. Ooh. But again, and, and that probably was, well, it was one play. Even Todd Bowles said that. I'm like, no, it's not one play. I'm not saying he's loafing all the time. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that he can't get off blocks. He takes bad angles. He overruns plays. He's not an elite linebacker. He's got great speed, but his instincts are less than good, His which I think are critical to be a great linebacker in this league. You've got to have great instincts. I don't see it from him. Um he's fast, he hits hard when he gets there, uh, but he doesn't make enough, you know, made enough plays early on, and and then teams started scheming him, and he's been taken advantage of. So, I don't know. I don't like the whole thing. I think it stinks. I think he's overplaying his hand. I don't think it's good for the Buccaneers. If If they could trade him and get something meaningful back, I would do it and move on. And I, I think this team is, you know, and I, I told you this yesterday, and and this is what I'm hearing People will say, they'll nod politely, they don't want to say it out loud, nobody wants to say it out loud, nobody wants to offend the GOAT, but there are plenty of people on this team that are fine that he's gone. And it's a much better family atmosphere, and I think they're working more as a team and more together, and I think that's powerful. Um, And again, I'm not dissing Tom Brady, it's just that what comes along with that guy is a lot. And it's all the attention is put on him, and that's the media's fault, it's not Brady's fault. But of course, the other players are going to get the red ass from that. They don't. You know, nobody likes to be overlooked, and, when, and doesn't, nobody likes to be blamed when other people that are, you know, kind of these sacred cows aren't getting any of the any of the heat. So I just think it's a better. Um, I think it's a better situation, and this to me is the main distraction, obviously, for this team. And they don't need it. They just don't need it. Well, uh, in the good news that we've seen, though, let's get to the good news, should yes. we? Because there's still so much good to talk about That's for this right. team. Absolutely. Uh, it's good to see Shaq Barrett on definitely on a personal level that he's out there. Oh, that's awesome. Which is awesome to see. But he's not just out there. He's also doing some light work on the side and some looks like kind of some light running agility drills. Um, so good to see, obviously, coming off the Achilles injury. That's good. Uh, Russell Gage, who we had heard had a, an injury and was sidelined, he's also here. He's not taking part. He's just practicing. Okay. So that tells wait, you. Wait, wait. He's not taking part, but he's practicing. 
Which one is it? No, he's there, but he's just not practicing. He's not practicing. Yeah. Okay. He's there, but he's not practicing, so that tells you he's still probably a little bit banged up, and they don't want to push the issue, known reason no, to. No sense to push it right now. And no. Ryan Jensen is out there, and not only is he out there, he's practicing. Yeah. He's fully in pads. He's got the knee brace on, and he's taking part in drills, so that's awesome to see. Oh, and by I the way. That. I expected that. Oh, and by the way, if you didn't know, Lux quarterbacks, can uh, they can complete passes. Oh, really? Is there video of them actually completing passes? Yes, if you can believe it. There's so many different photos. Is my friend Harry Douglas going to comment on this? I hope so. We got minute-long videos. We got minute-long videos of Baker, uh, Baker, Trask, and John Wolford all completing passes to Bucks receivers. And not the fourth and fifth string tight ends, by the way. I'm talking Mike Evans. I'm talking Chris Godwins. It's almost like, you know, you get the real talent out there that knows how to run the routes. Yeah. And these guys are professional quarterbacks. They can make throws. Interesting how that works. It's a crazy, crazy concept. Yeah. I'm interested to see the reaction today on social media. Yeah. To some of these great clips. Yeah, wow. Well, if, 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 if policy holds here, if you're going to bash them for throwing the incompletions, if we have a, a, a series of completions, then we must go ahead and make them the favorite for the MVP. Right? I, I, think, that's, I think those are the rules. I think those are the rules. <laughs> No, it doesn't. It doesn't mean a whole lot. Look, these OTAs are about you know mostly mental, really, to get the whole team together. Rookies, you know, who've been learning, get the whole team together. Kind of okay. This is our first. Let's get everybody installed in this offense. Let's get everybody running the basic plays. Let's get a good feeling together. Let's build some team camaraderie here, so that we could go off and do our six weeks off season before training camp and have a really good feeling of who's where, who's playing what. Um, if we, do we have any updates on offensive line alignment? Have we seen anything on that? I haven't seen much video going around. It's obviously very concentrated on Devin White at the moment right. and a lot about the quarterbacks, but I'm sure we'll get some, some stuff on there as we move through this. All right. Some of our uh, early reactions from you guys, and you can always jump in on our Facebook page or the YouTube page and comment, and we'll throw your comments up here. Um, Richie P., do you know the amount of – F you, you have to have to walk to a place just to show your whole entire ass to everybody. It's crazy. Yeah, I, 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 I'm with you, Richie. I'm like, there's got to be guys out there that are just kind of like, you know, like, oh, he's not going to practice either? Oh, okay. All right. Superstar. <laughs> I think there I, – I, I may be wrong. He may be the most popular guy on the team, but I think there's probably – more than one guy out there that's just like, man, come on, you got to be kidding me. Uh, Richie P says, yes, the eye test more is not not supporting the numbers. Well, they, I mean, the, he's got the tackle numbers. He was the leading tackler. Got the sacks numbers. Got the five and a half sacks. But you know, again, you watch the key plays in the game, um, and you watch how many times he gets steamrolled and pancaked and can't get off blocks. You just you lose you lose respect for his game. Um, <laughs> Jeremy Lowe says, Devin needs to cut the Rod Tidwell moment and play the game. Oh, nice reference there to uh, show me the money. Yeah, absolutely. Is that, some, is that a reference I'm supposed to get? Yeah. Rod Tidwell? Cooper Gooding Jr.? Rod Tidwell. Oh, time for Google search here. Show me the money? No. Tom Doesn't Bruce? ring a bell. Doesn't ring a bell. No. Nope. No? No. Jerry Maguire. Is this part of Jerry Maguire? Yes. The, the greatest agent football movie of all time. I haven't seen it. You've not seen Jerry Maguire? Nope. Young boy. Young boy. Yeah, so you so you know the Rod Tidwell. <laughs> the Rod Tidwell. 
he, Cuba Gooding Jr. played Rod Tidwell. One of the greatest scenes in, in movie history, Show Me the Money, with Tom, with Tom, with Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah, it's just so good. Um, yeah. Um, you're Richie P. I'm with Warren Sapp. He is no captain. Lonnie says, I'm just up. I'm just hopping on. Do you see the BS All-Star Game vote leader is not one Ray on the list? Yeah, I know. Is that, is that unexpected? No. Wanda Franco's like 500,000 votes behind Bo Bichette. The Toronto, Toronto every year votes like crazy in this All-Star Game. I will tell you, there's hope. Yandy's not too far behind uh, Vlad Jr. in the voting. And Randy's not too far from, He's fourth. from Trout, I think, in the voting. Yeah. So there's still a ch- there's still some hope there. Yeah. By the way, Harold Ramirez won't get in, but for whatever, because it's Otani that he's in the designated hitter pool. But I think he's like right behind Otani, so a million votes behind. <laughs> yeah, a million votes behind, literally. <laughs> yeah, unless Otani's indicted, he's not winning that vote. <laughs> that <No>. election. <laughs> hey, but you might have the guy starting the game though for the you second straight be year. In second place, you never know what's gonna happen. Yeah, to the that's guy true. First. You just don't know. It's a wacky world we live in. Um, yeah, so it's. Uh, it, it's it, there is a lot of positives out there. We're not going to sit here and talk about Devin White the whole damn time. Um, there's a lot of positives out there, and I, I also want to jump in on the offensive line a little bit. That's why I'm really interested to see what's going on with the offensive line. So, um, and we'll get uh, about 11:30. The uh, Bulls will talk to the media. So we'll if the uh, Bucks media uh, Bucks website has that, we'll try to bring that to. Actually, we have guests. That Dave Ben's going to join us at 11:30, and so we'll we'll get it, we'll get the information to you. So. Stay tuned. Uh, we'll take a quick break here. We'll come back in the other side, and we'll get into the Rays. Uh, lost last night out on the West Coast to the previously horrible Oakland A's, who aren't horrible anymore. Are, do we, are we, is that where we're going with this? I think so. We're brought to you by the Jeeves Law Group, J-E-E-V-E-S Law Group.com. If your car has been totaled in an accident and you did not get the settlement you think you deserve, you are probably correct, and you probably have a case. So call the Chiefs Law Group. It's a free call, and it can get you some money. J-E-E-V-E-S Law Group.com. Back in three. Stay with us. Hey, guys, are you experiencing those feelings of getting older, lower sex drive, fatigue, hot flashes, moodiness, or you just don't feel like you had the vitality you once had? It's a chronic problem here in the United States. You're not just getting old. It's likely low testosterone. Studies over the last 20 years show a shocking decline in younger males aged 16 to 39. Older men have seen a sharp decline as well. So do something about it. Go see my friend Christopher Lugo at Bay Area Modern Medicine. Look, testosterone replacement is not a frivolous treatment. It takes a professional targeted approach that focuses on total body wellness, vitality, and emotional stability, not a one-size-fits-all approach like many clinics use. They will monitor your blood work and adjust your treatment as needed for optimal results. Folks, I've been on testosterone therapy for over six years, and it is a life changer. You will feel and look better than you did 10 years ago. Give them a call at 844-977-3477 or go to BAMMC.com. Tell them JP sent you for priority scheduling. That's 844-977-3477 or BAMMC.com. JP here for the Jeeves Law Group. Have you been injured in an accident, in an auto accident, truck accident, motorcycle accident, at work or at a place of business? Well, call the Jeeves Law Group and get the personal attention that you deserve. I made the mistake many, many years ago with going with one of the bigger law firms, the national law firms. And let me tell you, getting a call back from those folks was next to impossible. Weeks and weeks would go by. 
never get a call back. That doesn't happen with the Jeeves Law Group. Personal attention is what they're all about. When you call the Jeeves Law Group, you will be part of the family. They will represent you in a vigorous and aggressive way against the insurance companies. These larger companies will promise bigger settlements, but it's the Jeeves Law Group that will get you the best results. If you're tired of dealing with these bigger law firms, check out the Jeeves Law Group. Go to JeevesLawGroup.com, tell them JP sent you, get a free consultation. It's the Jeeves Law Group. Scott Jeeves has been representing clients in the Tampa Bay area for over 25 years. Give them a call. It's a free call. 727-894-2929. 727-894-2929. Or go to JeevesLawGroup.com. During COVID, over 1.7 million people were added to the Florida Medicaid rolls, but as of April 1st, 2023, most of these people may not be eligible for the Medicaid coverage and will lose their health plan. If you have been notified you are losing your coverage, don't freak out. It's very likely you can apply for a federal subsidy under the Affordable Care Act. Just call 877-652-0244. Our representatives will walk you through the whole process, get some basic information on your income, number of kids, and then they'll find a plan that best fits your needs. In fact, with the new laws, 90% of Americans qualify for reduced or free health care. You can select great plans like Florida Blue, that's my carrier, love them, paying $800 left after making the call. 877-652-0244. Our highly trained professionals know all the intricacies of the new laws. They will do all the work. You save tons of money. So if you're being dropped from Medicaid, fear not. Call 877-652-0244. Get real health insurance, free doctor visits, free blood work, no deductibles. 877-652-0244. Hey, JP here for Extravaganza Productions Incorporated, EPI. You've probably seen their purple logo at so many events that you've gone to. They are based in Tampa, and for over 33 years, they've been creating and producing conferences, meetings, and special events, the biggest to the smallest, solid reputation of delivering the best audiovisual, sound, lighting, entertainment, video production, and decor on time and on budget. I've worked with them with so many big events, the Warrior Games, which was an Olympic-style event all over uh, Tampa Bay from McDill to the Convention Center to USF. They did it flawlessly, made it look big and fantastic. I've worked with them on small events as well, uh, large and small meetings and conferences, sporting events, fundraisers. If you got a fundraiser, you don't know the logistical way to pull it off, they'll take care of everything. Entertainment events, branding events, grand openings, so much more. The folks at Extravaganza Productions are the most professional and the best. I've worked with them many times. They are fantastic. You can contact them through extravaganzaproductions.com or call 813-621-4700. Extravaganza Productions. They are awesome. Coming back at you. Now, more with JP on Fan Stream Sports. Only just begun. Well, the uh, commenters are ripping you for your lack of Jerry Maguire knowledge, and I think that's fair. I was going to say, these people are, like, bringing out the pitchforks. I'm getting <laughs> calls to be actually fired. These people don't want Cancel. me to. These people don't want to. These people want to, like, cut my income in half right here. Ima- on, imagine dude. saying that, Rick Hughes. Rick, relax. This is not. This is not. <laughs> this is not the mainstream media here. In case you haven't wondered, we're allowed to have opinions and uh, lack listen, of. Listen, if there's a sports movie that's worth watching, I've seen it. No, I, I no, I wouldn't go. I'll that go far. that. I'll no, go. That, I'll go, go that far. far. No, you got to see Jerry Maguire. You kidding me? That that is an absolute must. You have to. If you have. If you haven't. 
added that to your sports movie collection, it's just not complete. I didn't even know that was a sports movie, if I'm going to be completely honest with you. Well, there's a pretty good love story in there. It's a pretty good love story in of there. Of course. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's solid. Is it draft day level? Solid. No, it's way better than draft day. Then, of course, it comes in at the end with the, uh, with, the, with the Bruce Springsteen Secret Garden song. That's strong. You com- what's, the, what's the line? Alex might even know this one. You complete, you complete me. That's from Jerry Maguire. Oh, yeah, strong line. Strong line at the end. Yes. When he's coming back to get the girl. No, no, no. It's not, no you, you had me at hello. You had me at hello. Oh, I got chills. The Kenny Chesney song. I got, yeah, you, yeah, that's what she said. Like, he came in with this big speech, and he gave this big impassioned speech, and Bruce, you know, they bring in the Bruce song, and then, the, and then she's crying, and she goes, you had me at hello. <laughs> <laughs> now, the, sport, the sports guys are cringing as I say that, because, no, it's show me the money. That's let me the, see. Let, let, me, let me look at its Rotten Tomato <laughs> score before I accurately judge this movie. Uh, okay. Rotten Tomatoes is going to be, it's going to be at least 95% from the, from the audience, at least. 84%. There you go. Come on. 84%. That's Tom Cruise. He's in that? Yeah. Oh, I'm not, Tom I'm not watching it. awesome in that movie. He's the agent. And this is like a, like a, a based on a, a true story. Uh, what agent was it? Was it Lee Steinberg? Was it Lee Steinberg? No, no, not Lee. It was based on a, it was based on a true story of a guy who had a, a, a company and then he got uh, sold out or uh, bought out or some uh, what? What's that? Yeah, Lee Steinberg is based on Lee Steinberg. Yeah, it's a it's a great movie. It's a great. It has it all. Like I said, it's got the love story. It's got the great uh, football stuff in it. The agency, all of that. It's. It's fantastic. Um, what are some of the comments ripping you on this? I definitely want to put those up there. Um, there it is. I mean, there's him right here telling me that I should be fired. <laughs> Nick, Nick, Nick. It's a very serious assignment. You have to watch Jerry Maguire. You should be. He said, or you should be fired. He'll watch it. He'll, 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 one day he'll watch it. Maybe before the maybe before the week's over because he's going to be curious now. Hey, Casey will love it. Casey will love it. You guys can definitely. That's a definitely. Casey a movie. doesn't. No, Casey doesn't watch movies. She doesn't watch movies. She hates movies. What? Every time I turn a movie on, like she's like, "Oh, you're rewatching another movie." Like if she sees it once, she won't watch it again. Well, I don't know. She may have already seen it, but maybe not. No, no way. All right. She's way worse than me. Trust me when it comes to movies. All right. Well, then you. De- I, I would say. You, you definitely should watch it. The two of you should watch it, and I bet you both will enjoy the movie. You will definitely enjoy the movie. Don't go in it like, oh, I'm going to hate it because I need to hate it. Just go and watch it. I, I, I should actually, movie. if I really just want to get ripped even more, I should really go on a list of how many sports movies considered all-timers that I have not seen. You'd be shocked. Really? There's another one that I'm thinking of right now. I'm debating telling everybody that I have not seen. Don't say Rocky. Oh, no, Rocky's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you talk about sport movies, that's on the Mount Rushmore now. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. What's the, the greatest one? comeback story ever told. I'm, in fact, I can't even think of the name of the movie, which makes this even worse, but I know it's the one with Tom Hanks in it. Sports movie with Tom Hanks in it? Right, it's Tom the Hanks. The League of Their Own? Yeah, I, have the not, I have not seen that. That's a great movie. That's, that's what I'm saying. I feel like that's I mean, generally regarded as great movie stars. It's generally it, regarded like as, as one of the greats, <laughs> and I have not seen that movie. No, it's a great. That's a great fun movie. That's a great fun movie. No, absolutely. Tom Thomas Casper said Slapshot. Is I mean, I haven't seen that either. Oh, you haven't seen Slapshot? No. With the Hanson brothers? No. Oh my God. 
Now you're fired. <laughs> yeah, continue. <laughs> just bring it on. Now I can fired. keep on going with all the movies. I'll make it even worse. Oh my! I'll dude, dig my you, hole. You got to go on a summer binge here. You got you got so much good stuff to watch. Never seen Slapshot. Oh my God! Don't don't tell me you've never seen Bull Durham. Oh, it's been years. Like maybe when I was a kid. Well, you couldn't. You really did, then you didn't understand it. I have not gone back to see it. A lot of adult themes in, in Bull Durham. It's on MLB Network like every week. Oh, yeah. I've never, I've never Fantastic. like been it's like, oh, I got to turn it on. Yeah, yeah. Tin Cup. No, I on the Kevin. Never Cup. seen Tim Cup. Never seen Tim Cup. No. <laughs> never seen Tim Cup. No, and I actually just watched Caddyshack for the first time last year. Okay, thank as God. well. Thank God. You, you. All right, you man. Look, but you got you got a lot of good stuff uh, going that way, uh, Jared. Yes, I've seen Happy Gilmore. Yes, greatest I, sports I, movie. Ever. What's the greatest? <laughs> Jerry Maguire? I wouldn't say that. No, it's definitely not the greatest sports movie ever. Lonnie said, "Does Nick think Forrest Gump is a sports movie?" LOL. <laughs> well, he did play ping pong. He did play he ping was pong. A runner, and there was that and he one. Played for Alabama. There was that one scene I was going to say <laughs> in Alabama. <laughs> oh no. What, what, <laughs> Very, very serious assignment, my friend. The Rod Tidwell moment comment was, was beautiful. Absolutely. It's fantastic. And, and, and you could see a lot of Rod Tid, Devin White and Rod Tidwell. Although I like Rod Tidwell a lot more in the movie. He's very likable. Uh, what else? There's no crying in baseball. Yep, that's from a league of their own. Um, does Nick think for... <laughs> and Happy Gilmore, is that a sports movie? I guess it is, yeah. What do you mean if that is that a sports movie? Yeah. Of course that's a sports movie. Um... All you need to know is the greatest sports movie of all time is is Moneyball. I, I've watched Jude that a hundred times. Jude Jetson saying any given Sunday. That's a great movie. I've never too. seen that either. Yeah, that's a good one. That's Pacino. Ferris Bueller's Day Off is not a sports movie. I don't. I don't they get. They have a scene of Wrigley Field. But you it's said not any a any given movie. Sunday's Al Pacino. I think so. Yeah. See, I don't get Al Pacino. <clears throat> I don't get Al Pacino. One inch. One inch. Yeah, that's a big. It's his big. His big. Uh, Newt Rockney speech. It's good. It's a good one. Google just Google that. Well, well there you go. Make me a full list of what I need to do this summer right, guys, so I can stop give, getting roasted, please. Let's give uh, Nick a ten, ten, a list of ten sports movies he hasn't seen that he has to come in and give us a, a full movie review. By the way, Paul Wilson said um, he said saw Flash last night. The Flash. The Flash. Yeah, and he said Michael Keaton as Batman. Steals the show. See, Michael Keaton is my Batman. Yes. Even I will admit that. Oh, really? That. Okay. Of all, all the right, Batmans, yeah. he's my Batman. Robert Pattinson is not my Batman, okay? The, the I, new one. I thought that was... Three hours of a... Uh, three hours... Wait, like about an hour too long, That the new Batman that came out last year. I didn't even see it. Probably one of the hardest movies I've had to sit through through in a theater. Yeah. Legit. Yeah. Right. Michael Keaton's the man. He is. He was the best Batman. No question. And I, when, he first, when they first announced him, I was like, Michael Keaton? Michael Keaton is a scrawny comedic actor and funny as hell. How is he going to pull off Batman? Oh, 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 he was so good. He was so good. Um, all right, so we got the, uh, with the, the top ten movies you haven't seen. So Jerry Maguire. All right, Nick or Alex, write this down. Mary, Jerry Maguire, A League of Their Own, Bull Durham, you got to rewatch. Um, Slapshot, that's four that you haven't seen. Can I throw one out there that's not a sports movie, but it, it seems almost like blasphemous that I haven't seen it? What's that? Godfather. <sighs> you got to watch them all. They're fantastic. I've not seen that at oh all. Oh, my 
God. All yes. these great movies. And you already know me. I've watched about a minute of Star Wars combined. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I'm missing much there, am I? Yeah, I think I'm good. I think I'm in the clear. I'm not gonna, I haven't seen any of those. haven't seen any of the Harry Potters. I've dodged all that. Yeah. And I think I'll continue to do that. No. Trying to think of some of the other good sports movies. Any any given Sunday, if you haven't seen that. See, but I'm going to embarrass myself right now, but I have no shame. You know what? I actually went on a, a, a binging. How about the original Longest Yard? Not the Kurt original. Reynolds. I've seen the, the second one. Yeah, the original is strong. Haven't gone back to the original. But yeah, there's a lot What's of... sad about all this, you've seen me rattle off all these movies I haven't seen, but you know what I rewatched on Saturday? What? Literally from morning till night into Sunday as well. What? You're ready for this. What? I watched the entire Twilight series. What are you doing? What are you doing? And even even Casey was judging me what? hardcore. She even pulled the if I, I was going to say did she, did Casey make you do this? No, 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 no. I was home. You did this on your own. She's been she was gone all weekend, so I was home alone. Just and they were on. They were like a like an FX like marathon of them. And I was like, oh, I'm going to check these out again. It's been a while. And she came home and she goes, she's like, she pulled out the line of if I would have known this, you know, before we started dating, there would have been like second like <laughs> thoughts. She pulled out like that line. Like, it was like that serious. I've never watched one of these movies, but from what I hear, they're just sappy, ridiculous, romantic vampire movies. Correct. And they're with, with mostly heartthrob guys, right? Yeah, but no pun in it's sinks you in. It really does. It sinks you in? It sinks you in. <laughs> really? It gets you. Right here. It gets you right here in the jugular? Right, right here. <laughs> And I don't know if I want to watch it, but I've never watched one, so maybe I shouldn't judge. But I've just like no, I'll admit it's really bad. There's really bad acting in there. I won't even yeah, lie. It's, it's, it's very, it's very bad acting. Yeah, it's so bad, it's good. It's so it's bad. So bad, it's good. Well, okay, if you're watching it as a parody and laughing, okay. But you watch the whole series. Like, how many movies is that? There's five movies. Yeah, five movies. Five movies. And they're all like two hours and a half, two and a half hours. How do you have time to do this? My God. This is how I get through, like, my... While I'm writing all day, I have movies going on in the background because it makes my day kind of go faster. How do you watch a movie and write at the same time? I can do it all. Wow. You're, you're really good. All right. Um, yeah, Moneyball was good. Moneyball's the goat. Mon- it's not the goat. It's it, it, no, it's the, the goat. Oh, it's the goat. It's 100%. Honorable mention, the, the Rookie. Not Rookie of the Year, oh, the, the Rookie. the Rookie is a great movie. With a nice little Ray's cameo at the you know, end. You know what? I lived that story. Really, I did. I did that. I did. I did a feature on on Morris with Jim Morris. We've had him on the show. Oh, that's right. Because I mean, he beat Parkinson. that would have made sense because when he, he beat was, Parkinson's because you were in this way. market when he became a Ray. Yeah, I did. Did a sit, a sit down interview with him when he first got to the big leagues. Like I can't believe I wasn't in the movie. Like, <laughs> where's my cameo, Jiminy Christmas? You could have been the one that was interviewing him on the field. Then no, the I movie. did. I did a like I did a long you know <laughs> feature on him for Sunday Sports Extra, like a six minute feature on him. And it was basically the whole. And I believe, and I believe, I even said in there in the lead-in, this is this should be a Disney movie. Like this dude's life is a Disney movie, and it, you know the fact that it's true when it all happened the way they said it did. That's just ridiculous. If you don't know the story of the rookie, Jim Morris, thirty-five-year-old who uh, fl- flamed out as a high school pitcher way back in the day, but threw hard, was uh, a high a high school baseball coach in some podunk Texas town. Um, that could barely field a team, and he he's play, throwing batting practice, and his guy said, 
hey, you know, coach, you're like really bringing it. He's like, ah, it's, you know, I'm throwing what, mid 80s? I'm not doing And he's like, no, you're throwing harder than that. And he's like, ah, whatever. And they said, okay, if we win the state championship, you got to go try out for a major league team. And he's like, okay, whatever. Sure, whatever. And he, then they, like, with 12 guys on their team, they win a state championship because he coaches them to the state championship. So then he has to fulfill the promise and he goes to a tryout camp. And he like he like starts gassing it like ninety nine miles an hour, and the cut and scouts like, dude, you just and at that time there was like yeah. count on one hand how many guys yeah. did that. He's like, dude, you just threw ninety nine from the left hand side. He's like, what? He goes, yeah, you just threw ninety nine from the left hand side. He goes, and he's like, he's like, we'll be in touch, and <laughs> they freaking signed him, and he came up. Uh, he was playing at Durham, and then they brought him up to Texas. They were, they were in the guy getting goosebumps just thinking about the story. It's perfect. Like 38 years, 37 years old, wherever he was, to make his rookie debut in Texas. His wife's like driving up, you know, their beater car from, you know, Podunk Midland or whatever the hell he lived, you know, and they get to the game and he's like, and he goes out there and he pitches and he's, I don't know if that was in the movie, he strikes out the first for the guy, but I don't know. If, I think, yeah, on like actually. three pitches too. Yeah, I think he actually <laughs> did though. I think it was like, that was true. So. Yeah, that movie is tremendous. It's sappy, and it's not, you know, they don't have the best actors in the world, but it's a great watch. And if you're a Rays fan, oh, my God, how can you not watch this movie and love it? It's fantastic. I love the yeah, The Rookie was just absolutely fantastic. Is there a wrestling? Oh, there's some dark wrestling movies. I don't know how we went down this rabbit hole, but there's some really dark wrestling movies. Yeah, there's one. Um, the Wrestler. It's called The Wrestler. Yeah, yeah Lonnie ex- just chimed in with that one. And, and what 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 was the name? Who was the actor in that? Is so good, Mickey Rourke. Oh my God, Mickey Rourke, one of the greatest actors of all time. A complete alcoholic drunk, but man, when they could sit him, can they could get him for three months to do a movie, watch every movie he's ever made. He is a phenomenal actor, and that one was just like, it's sad, it's heartbreaking, but it's like really raw, real about what the business was like. These guys just, you know, back in the day, were making no mm-hmm. money. See, I like I like all the ones that Disney made. When Disney wants to really commit and make a sports movie, it like taps like everything from emotion yeah. to real. Like Rookie, I think was a Disney production, right? Yeah. <clears throat> like the, the greatest, the old, the old good Disney, the greatest game ever played. Have you seen that one with Shia LaBeouf about the the U.S. Open champion that was an eighteen year old amateur back in like in the nineteen hundreds? I did. I did not see that. That's that's another. You would really love that yeah, one. Okay. The yeah, greatest game ever played, yeah, which game which Shia LaBeouf is fantastic. Yeah. That's what I have Disney Plus for. They have all the old sports movies on. The there. Mighty Ducks. Yeah, that's, that's classic. That's a classic. That's just fun. That's just fun. What was the the Invincible with Mark Wahlberg as well? Oh God, that's fantastic. About the you know breaking through. It kind of similar to yeah, the rookie. That is it's like fantastic. the football version of the rookie. Oh yeah, it is. Dick Vermeil. I can't even remember his name. It's like Vincent. Palpa. Vince Vince Papali. Vince Napali. Yeah. There Vince you go. Vince Papali. Yeah, who's just a, a Philly bartender who gets on the Eagles. Yeah, fantastic movie. That was really really good. And what was the one? The kid manager. The kid uh, manager. What is it? Little big, Little big, big league. league. Yeah, that's a kind of a cute one. And then there's um, um, major league. <laughs> major league just fantastic. Save yourself two hours. Don't watch Major League Two. Yeah, don't. Just- <laughs> Just watch Major League. Just watch Major League, or the or the or the Rays. You know, or the that, Rays. that's true. Twenty twenty season. 
Weren't we going to go on the Rays in this segment? And somehow we ended up in 20 minutes of sports movies. Well, we Moneyball. We talked about Moneyball. That was Rookie close. of the Year. People are chiming in with that one as well. Rookie of the Year. Yeah, that's a good one. Henry um, Rowan Gardner. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, so many. What's that? The natural, the natural was a really good sports oh, movie. Angels in the outfield. It was a little. The, the end of it was a little cheesy, but you know, See, the it, iconic most scene of, these of are, him hitting it into the lights and the lights exploding. Most of these are baseball movies. Like baseballs are the best well, sports movies. Like the Sandlot. We haven't even mentioned Sandlot. that one. I mean, that's oh the, that's the God. the standard there. Uh, the, the baseball movies are the best sports. Movies. I got a "You're Killing Me" Smalls T-shirt that I just love. I gotta, I gotta wear. I'll wear that tomorrow if I remember. I dressed up as Ham Porter in high school for like <laughs> it was during like homecoming week where they do yeah, like I the design you. days. I can see you, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Um, yeah, that, that, and of course a classic, one of my classics from my youth, Walter Matthau as Buttermaker <laughs> in in the um, Bad uh, News Bears. Bad News Bears. Oh my! In uh, Tatum O'Neill, there's a girl pitcher. Oh, in Buttermaker, uh, maybe my maybe my favorite. You know what I'm smelling right now? I'm smelling Buttermaker. Oh, he was so bad. He was the greatest manager of all time. Oh, how did I not mention Rudy? That's fantastic as well. Rudy, another Disney production. I Have believe. You seen Rudy? You seen? Yeah, Rudy is my favorite football sports yeah. movie. I think. Yeah. See, you know what I'm smelling right now? I'm smelling a pole. Smelling a pole. I'm smelling a pole, and I'm looking at two interns over here who are who yeah. are concentrated on socials. Yeah. And I'm smelling a pole. And something, I don't know if we want to limit it to just baseball. So we've named like about 50 movies here. we got to yeah. trim it down to four, maybe like another option. Right. Movies that Nick has to watch this week or he's fired. Is that the poll? I, 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 sports movies. I guess that can be it. Sports movies Nick has to watch this week or he's fired. So we got to come up with four of them. you got to come up with four of them, yeah. Mm. All right. Well, they're definitely some of the ones we just mentioned. So that he has not seen. Jerry Maguire. Start with that one. Um, a League of Their Own. Eh, a League of Their Own is a good movie, but I wouldn't put it in my top ten sports movies. Okay. It's a good one, but I wouldn't put it in my top ten sports movies. Bull Durham. Wait, yeah, I have not, I, let's just say I have it, because it's okay. when I was like a kid. Yeah, that's a must. Bull Durham, Jerry Maguire. What were some of the other ones you have not seen? Slapshot. Slapshot. Yeah, Slapshot. And... Um, what was another one that you have not seen that's super good? Invincible? Yo, you've seen Invincible. I've seen Invincible, yeah. Um, uh, nah, no, nah, that's just that's too far back. He, he won't. Um, Field of Dreams? I have not seen Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams. There it is. Field of Dreams. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. God, there's something. And then you could have write-in votes. Invite write-in votes, too. Yeah, you put another option Tim, or whatever. Tim, Tim Cup, he hasn't seen. God, I love Tim Cup. Tin Cup. Um, There's a good love story in that one as well. What's that girl's name? Gina? Who was in Tin Cup, guys? Remind me who was in Tin Cup. Um, I'm getting it. I'm getting it. She was smoking. That's another one we should come up with. Rene Russo? Rene Russo. Oh, Rene All these Russo. movies have Kevin Costner in it. Yeah. <laughs> Is this like all he does? He's great. He's great at sports movies. He's a great athlete, number one. Good baseball player, good golfer, natural golf swing. So he, you know, you don't have to fake it with him. Um, so yeah, he's in he's in a lot of good golf. He, movies. See, to me, he's Sunny he's Sonny Weaver Jr. Yeah, and he's uh, John Dutton. That's it. Yeah, that's Kevin Costner to me. Yeah, yeah, that's funny because that he, he's done so many good things, and but he will always be known as John Dutton probably now. 
just from Yellowstone. All right, we got it. We got to take a break. Sorry, we'll get to the we'll get to the race here as we start our eleven o'clock hour. Um, you know, it's kind of an game last night anyway. I think the movie discussion is way better. To be quite honest with you, we could also do like the favorite. Who's your favorite leading woman in these sports movies? Who's the hottest favorite leading woman in these sports movies? That's another good topic for another day. All right, quick break. When we come back, uh, we'll be talking Rays. Our thanks to Bay Area Modern Medical Center folks. If you want to get trim for the summertime season, no better place. They'll do a personalized program for you. They got the True Body Machine. They just hook you up, and it just melts your fat away and makes you lean and toned. So check that out as well. Go right to their website, BAMMC.com. Back in three. This is for all you guys who don't want to go to the gym and do 5,000 crunches. At Bay Area Modern Medical Center, you can get on the new True Body Machine where you can reduce fat and tone up your muscle. It's like doing 54,000 crunches in just 15 minutes. Define your body as you see fit. True Body offers personalized muscle stimulation that delivers the equivalent of those 54,000 crunches in just 15 minutes. Just Get in touch with them at Bay Area Modern Medical Center, BAMMC.com. Chris Lugo and the team over there will set you up on True Body and get amazing results. Non-invasive with comfortable and little to no pain and zero downtime. You can isolate and target those areas that you want to improve and treat multiple areas simultaneously. It's an amazing machine, so check it out at Bay Area Modern Medical Center, BAMMC.com. Well, Fitz the Mortgage Guy did it again. A listener heard his ad was going to another big bank but called Scott Fitzgerald at American Mortgage Services of Tampa and Fitz saved him $618 on his monthly payment. Are you kidding me? Folks, that's big money. Rates are going up. They're going down. They're going all over the place. Scott will shop your loan and save you lender fees and get the best rates. Email him, scott at amstampa.com or call 813-294-7595. That's Fitz the Mortgage Guy. Lots of stuff going on right now, and these rates are going all over the place. You need somebody knowledgeable in the market that will work hard for you and get you the best deal. That's my man, Scott. He's done three loans for me, done thousands of loans for local folks here, works with a lot of the coaches and players in the area. He's the guy. 813-294-7595 or go to scott at amstampa.com. Insurance coverage can be confusing and expensive. I mean, where do you start? Which companies can you count on to pay out fast and fair? Well, call the great folks at Italiano Insurance. It's a family-owned business. Jeff and Nat Italiano are carrying on the 60-year-plus tradition of giving amazing customer service and giving back to the community through their annual backpack drive for needy students and their support of the local pediatric cancer patients. But it's the customer service that sets them apart. They can shop all your insurance needs and save you big-time money. Don't hop on the Internet and waste time looking at some bogus reviews. Talk to knowledgeable agents and not some voice-generated robot. These are confusing times for homeowners, and Italiano's team of experienced professionals can provide the right coverage for every situation, home, auto, business, life. It's Italiano for all the pieces of your life. Call 813-877-7799 or go to italianoinsurance.com. During COVID, over 1.7 million people were added to the Florida Medicaid rolls, but as of April 1st, 2023, most of these people may not be eligible for the Medicaid coverage and will lose their health plan. 
If you have been notified you are losing your coverage, don't freak out. It's very likely you can apply for a federal subsidy under the Affordable Care Act. Just call 877-652-0244. Our representatives will walk you through the whole process, get some basic information on your income, number of kids, and then they'll find a plan that best fits your needs. In fact, with the new laws, 90% of Americans qualify for reduced or free health care. You can select great plans like Florida Blue. That's my carrier. Love them. Paying $800 left after making the call. 877-652-0244. Our highly trained professionals know all the intricacies of the new laws. They will do all the work. You save tons of money. So if you're being dropped from Medicaid, fear not. Call 877-652-0244. Get real health insurance, free doctor visits, free blood work, no deductibles. 877-652-0244. Let's go. Right now. Back to the show with JP on FanStream Sports. All right, welcome back to the JP Peterson Show here in our second hour. Appreciate you guys jumping in. Remember, you can watch us on YouTube, also on the RHS TV app. You can download that app on your phone. And uh, we got a lot of great shows. There are uh, lighter side of sports is on there with Serena Fazan, her network, all, a lot of good local shows on there. But you can watch this show on RHS TV on your big screen at home. Just download that app. Uh, search RHS TV, and uh, you can watch it each and every day. So that's kind of cool, too. Um, we are brought to you by the great folks at Italiano Insurance. Great time to make sure that you are completely insured in your home. You know, values have gone up. Cost of construction has gone up. So if you if your cost of home replacement was $300,000 two years ago, well, it's going to cost about four fifty to five hundred to rebuild your house. And if you don't have that much insurance and we get a nasty hurricane like we've had the last couple of years, you could be in trouble. 60% of people are underinsured. So that's likely, by the numbers, you. So give them a call, 813-877-7799. Have a conversation with the great folks at uh, Italiano Insurance. A human being will answer the phone, too. You don't have to go through some stupid phone tree. They will answer the phone, get you to the right representative, and they, you can just give them a little bit of information. They'll be happy to look up your home value and all that stuff and make sure you are fully insured. So a lot of people are having issues with that from um, the last hurricane down in Fort Myers. So don't be one of those folks. Check it out. 813-877-7799. Taliano Insurance. All right. Well, the Rays lost last night 4-3. to three, And shocking because Zach Eflin was on the mound. And Zach Eflin gave up four runs in one inning to the freaking... Oakland A's, who suddenly have now won six in a row, and and they're not the worst team in baseball anymore. The Royals are. Well, they've caught up to the Royals. They both are sitting on eighteen wins now. Which, by the way, <laughs> the Rays have the Royals coming up in this month as well. Yep, they've got the Royals, the A's, also got the Diamondbacks, who are a big surprise. Diamondbacks, best team in the NL. Yeah, yeah. So um, they do have an opportunity to to continue to make some hay here, <laughs> and but they didn't get it done last night. Eflin. It's really one. He walked a couple of batters and made one mistake. On what's his name? Lemeliers. Longoliers. Longoliers. <laughs> Legit. There's Lemelier. no. There's no muscle memory with this A's team. God no. I've there's never just even none. Heard these names. Like, who are these people? And somehow one of them's going to be an all star this year. I don't know who. <laughs> I don't know who you pick. Yeah, it's, if the team's not trying, like the A's, should they actually have an all star representative? I hate that. Tanking? I hate that rule to begin with. That we yeah. have to have one all star on every team. Yeah, that's dumb. Uh, it, it, yeah. No. Although, you know, then we'll just get nothing but Yankees and Red Sox. That's true. Boring, too, so. No, but I mean, yeah, they, they lose last night, but I don't want to, I'm not ever going to say I saw it coming because this Rays team to me is a 
they've just been a machine lately, obviously, and I fully expect them to take three out of four, but they are in a, a stretch right now where they have played 17 games in 16 days, right? And it's not easy. I don't think it's easy at all, actually, to go from Tampa, St. Pete, rather, sorry, all the way to Oakland in a day. Yeah, and then a lot. I know the A's are the A's, but when you look at the A's this year, it's kind of funny. They have, like, two series victories, I think, this year. Mm-hmm. One, it's against the Braves, first-place team. Shocking development. And the other one was this past weekend, a sweep of the Pirates. Yeah. Who, if you can believe it, are in first place. Yeah. So, eh, sometimes there's trap games, as you know. And when you're coming off a series against the second-best team in baseball and the Rangers, there's a lot of emotion in it, and you want to definitely show out and all that. You're at home. There's energy. And then you got to go to Oakland and play that team and that stadium, which, by the way, I've decided it's already hard enough to watch a game that late on the eastern side. It really is. But when you throw in the fact that you can hear everything in that stadium on the TV, it's not a good thing. It's hard to watch. It's like watching the COVID season all over again. It's awful. There might as well be cardboard cutouts in that stadium. It's very difficult to watch, although I did enjoy Andy Freed was on the call yesterday on the TV side, yeah, which was very nice yeah. to see. Doug yeah. was on the radio call. Yeah, he was on the, that's right. He was last on the night, call. so. They're mixing it up. Yeah, got to give Dwayne. I think Dwayne's got some. Some like vacation, yeah. more vacation scheduled this year yeah. than other years. So that was cool to see. Uh, but you know, tonight, may, by the way, maybe some auditions for <laughs> yeah. someone taking over. Correct. Dwayne's been doing this a long, long time. Absolutely, still great. At and it, it could be a sad day when yeah. he's when he's gone. Yeah. Very Agreed. sad day. Yeah. Uh, but the other thing is tonight, I'm hoping we get a little bit of a better atmosphere because if you remember, it's for voice boycott day in Oakland. Oh, is it? Tonight's the rever- the reverse boycott. I thought it was last night. I thought it was last night, too, and I'm like, I can't tell. But apparently oh, no, it's reverse tonight. reverse boycott is everybody shows up. <laughs> yeah, they're all going to show up and show the A's. We're not the problem. We're going to show up tonight. So, Did they rack up? Did they jack up the prices <laughs> for tickets? I should, That's what Stu would do. Shouldn't I, I should go on the A's website and see how much it is to get a ticket in that stadium. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, while I recount what went down last night. So Eflin just made that one mistake. Um Got down 4 nothing. Siri came back with a three-run homer. But uh, too many times the, the Rays came up and, and the guys on base and just couldn't get the big hit, and that's what happens when you lose games like this. So, you know, a team that they outscored 31-5 to in a sweep earlier this year at Tropicana Field, they lose 4-3. Uh, but that's baseball. It's just going to happen. And, and, and this little note here, Itzak Paredes got thrown out of the game for allegedly arguing balls and strikes. The umpire was, was awful anyway last night. And he didn't even – I don't know what he said, but he just said something, Well, and he, he got run. He claimed that he didn't even, like, cuss or anything. He just, like, made a general comment about the one of the calls. And the ump, I guess – and some of these guys are very sensitive, you know. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I suggest you stop talking or you won't see the end of this at bat. Oh, my God. Was kind of, I'm kind of paraphrasing, but that's kind of about what I think Paredes said that the umpire told him. Mm-hmm. And – just decided to ring him up. I don't even. Paredes didn't even look like his mouth was moving yeah. when he got th- when he got yeah. rung out when he got uh, thrown out of that. I know it was ridiculous. I'm like, come on, that was yeah. If you're gonna get thrown out, like, you should be like you know upset about something and arguing. It's, it's just crazy. <laughs> what is this? What? I'm 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 doing my research here to see what the get in ticket is tonight, and I'm just blasted on June 16th. Phillies for the A's. The post game Pixar drone show. Kachow. Get your tickets to a one-of-a-kind Pixar-themed drone show presented by Coca-Cola after Rays take on the Phillies. And I guess this has to do with Lightning McQueen. What? <laughs> what is this? What? 
A drone show? You won't want to miss seeing your favorite Pixar characters such as Lightning McQueen during a dazzling post-game light show. Oh, it's a light show. <laughs> Who the hell is staying to the end of an A's game, number one? <laughs> Just stick around for this. It's probably the best thing about the game, to be oh, quite honest. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there won't, I, 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 well, maybe they'll have a big crowd tonight, and the Rays will destroy them. That'll be fun to watch. Um, all right, so let's uh, – the Rays lose. They're back at it tonight, nine nine forty, I think, on, on your Bally's. $21 if you want to get in tonight. $21. $21. $21 to go to an A's game. Okay. <laughs> Pass, Brad. Pass. I mean, what else are you doing in Oakland, though, for God's sakes? Um, all right, so last night your, your Denver Nuggets get their first-ever championship in 47 years of playing basketball. They get their first NBA championship. They went – they played for the ABA championship, but I think they lost to Julius Irving and the um, and the Nets. Did they win? And then, um, no, this is back the when first. they had uh, Dan Issel, the great Dan Issel. <sighs> did did Gervin play for? You know, he played for the Spurs, but did Gervin play for the Nuggets for a I while? Hate I think Dan Issel. You hate Dan Issel? Yes, because in NBA 2K, he's like the worst player legend <laughs> that they've put in that game. He's just, Unusable. Yeah, he, he was the precursor to, to, to Jokic. He was the big, slow, white guy, but not, not quite as talented. Yeah. Also, actually, Dan Issel could shoot the hell out of the ball. He could really play. He, yeah, he could really play. Who else was on that team? Was Gervin on that team? No, no, he played for the I he thought he was just a Spurs, Spurs entire career. Yeah, I think he was, yeah. Uh, who was the other one that played for the Nuggets? I'm trying to think of a long, lean guy. Alex uh, English? Uh, Alex English, yeah. Oh, my God, Alex English could shoot the Another player who sucks out. on 2K. Yeah. Um, but anyway, last night was just kind of a – a bad game. The Nuggets missed 20 of their first 22 three-pointers. They missed seven of their first 13 free throws. They led by seven late before Miami's Jimmy Butler went off, scoring eight straight points to give the Heat a one-point lead with 2.45 left. But, the, the, you know, the Miami Heat, God bless their effort, and they play hard, but they just weren't that good of a basketball team. They just they don't shoot oh, very well. That's hard to say. They were, they were in the NBA Finals. No, but the, you know, I, <clears throat> I, honestly, I look at the East – and, you know, I just think a lot of those teams are inflated. Well, let I think me. Boston is, you know, Boston, how can you be a great team when you can't play in the final two minutes of an NBA game? You suck out loud in the final two minutes. You can't be a championship team that way. Yeah. You can win all the regular season games you want, but if you don't have the moxie, if you don't have the cojones to play well in the last two minutes and makes big shots, you're not winning anything. So I just don't, I don't, what, the, the Sixers, were they really that good? No, they weren't. I think the Heat were a very average team that got to the finals because the East sucked. They got hot at the right time. Yeah, they made, and Jimmy Butler's a good, really good playoff player. Well, He's a really, really good playoff player. Well, here's the problem. He can make shots in the clutch, and that's why they won. These other teams in the East were bad. And you look at, look, look at what the Nuggets did. They went 10-1 at the end. 10-1 down the stretch in the playoffs. Yeah. That's freaking dominant. They dominated. They freaking dominated. So I, I don't even think – I don't think this was a series, to be quite honest. Even though I don't think – Miami mucks it up, right? They're going to make you – Spolster's such a good coach. He's going to take away what you do, and they're just going to muck things up, you know? So that's what they did. And last night's game was just not, you know, aesthetically pleasing. But they got it done. And the Nuggets are a champion. They're a worthy champion. Yep. You know, I saw um, on Get Up this morning – I forget who was talking about this. And they said, you know, uh, normally – it might have been Monica McNutt – or, or maybe um, uh, Han, who is saying normally after a championship you'll get you know, the great players in the game like LeBron will be like, congratulations to Denver, you know, give all the flowers out. 
he said they weren't really doing that last night. Like, like uh, in fact, LeBron tweeted out something about Taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. And, you know, famously, Jokic was drafted during what? A Taco, Taco Bell. Bell commercial. Yeah. So it may be a shot at him. No. But, you know. Yeah. No, LeBron's comments after they got swept by the Nuggets about Jokic, yeah. I think were pretty telling. Even KD. Like, yeah. these guys, if they didn't know already, yeah. they understand that they are looking at the best player in basketball. Yeah. This, to me, this, the significance of this, I really thought that the days of a center yeah. being the best player on a championship team yeah. – we're done. Over. How right. could you play it? And especially a center like Jokic can make threes, we understand, but that's not really the primary part of his game. He's a guy that will go in the post. He's very physical, and he has just the most beautiful touch at the yeah. rim. He's a it's, facilitator. <laughs> he's an all-around He's an all-around great player. Yeah. And Jokic has completely disproved that. Yeah. I mean, now I'm not saying that the game's going to go towards this because I don't see any other Jokic's just hanging out no, on he's, trees. No, he's, he's one special. of one. <clears throat> his understanding of the nuances of the game are spectacular. His anticipation, um, his reading of, of defenses and angles. To, you know, it, first of all, it's a great advantage to be seven foot tall in, as a passer. Yeah, because you're you're you can see things that you know six foot guards can't see, and you have openings in passing lanes that six foot guards don't have because of your wingspan and your height. You can deliver passes from certain angles that little point guards can't do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so he's just different in that regard, and he sees the floor so freaking well because he's so big, and most people that are guarding him are smaller than him. So you can go big, you can go small, you can go whatever it is, but he's just going – and they play so well together. And I want to give a lot of flowers to Mike Malone there, Coach. I think – you know, I've never watched a whole lot of Denver basketball, just to be honest, but watching him throughout these playoffs, how he's handled his team, how he's handled the media, how his team loves him and really respects him and, and is all bought in – and he makes great adjustments. I think, you know, Spolster, is the, I, I think he's the best game coach in the business. But I think Mike, uh, Mike Malone did everything he needed to do. I think he did a great job. And Jamal Murray, I don't think, is given enough credit for as good as – I think no, you know, and- Jokic and Murray are the first tandem to go to average 25-5-5 and five in finals history. Yeah, it was historic. And, and yeah. Jamal Murray as well, you talk about a great story. Uh, didn't take part in the last two postseason runs for Denver because right. of the torn ACL. Like yeah. a year ago, this guy couldn't walk, right? Mm-hmm. And in the NBA Finals, he's dropping a stat line of 34, 10, and 10 in a game. Yeah. Right? And I don't think anybody was saying, oh, you know, the Nuggets would have won if they had Jamal Murray the past couple of years. You know what? The Nuggets would have won if they had Jamal that. Murray. The hell with <laughs> that. This guy, can, this guy can play. Yeah, Th- this can. guy can flat out play. And, you know, even when he's not making shots like yesterday, I just think his overall impact is there elsewhere for that team. And those guys love him. And you know what the Nuggets, too, what I love? It's the way they're built. We talked about this during this run a little bit. This wasn't a team, like, I think Murray is their highest draft pick that they've ever had. And I think he was, like, the seventh overall pick or something. So not even, like, a top-end lottery pick or anything like that. Jokic, we already talked about, was a 41st overall pick. The Aaron Gordon trade was, you know... We were, you just wanted to get a nice little role player in there. It was kind of seen at the time, right? Mm-hmm. Michael Porter Jr. was a 13th overall pick. And then a bunch of other guys who were kind of lower drafted, kind of scraps off the free agency wire. Jeff Green like, comes to mind. Bruce Brown comes to mind. Christian right. Brown. All these guys. And it's like the, almost the antithesis of what the NBA has been in the last decade or so. 
where it's so star-driven and it's about who you can get in free agency and signing guys to max contracts. And the Nuggets have done it the completely opposite way, and that's why I've gravitated to them more so than any championship-winning team over the last few years. Um, so it's And Michael Malone, you mentioned him. He deserves his flowers. I think he's been here for eight years, if you can believe it. And he didn't make the playoffs his first three years yeah. as the head coach. How many clubs around the t- around the league let that guy stick around for a fourth year? Not many. Especially, I mean, we got look at the coaches who just got fired this off Crazy. season, Crazy. who are like two years and a year removed from winning NBA titles yeah. for crying out loud. Ridiculous. And the Nuggets, their Nuggets preach patience. They preach patience with Jamal Murray, letting him heal and all those things. And it paid off in a big way. The Nuggets are not going anywhere as far as I'm concerned. They were the best team in the league by a mile this year. They proved it down the stretch. Jokic, what else can you say? I mean, the numbers he put up, what is it, 600 points he scored and like 200 rebounds almost and like 100 type of – I mean, it's a crazy crazy stat line that he's accumulated. I know you said you didn't want to talk about where his place is all time, but man, I mean – He's got a ways to go. Sure, but – Because of his upside. I mean, he's in his prime now. He's in his prime, yeah. This team is definitely together next year, and if Jamal Murray can stay healthy, I don't see anybody beating him. Do you? I don't see. I don't see the Lakers. Even if the Lakers had Kyrie, the Damian Lillard, I don't see it. I don't see it. And I, and I love the homegrown essence of this. And I the do. Patience. And I hope other yeah. teams adopt the same kind of strategy because we're seeing it. Like the 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 Nets fell on their face, and now they're in an awful spot. Mm-hmm. The Suns fell on their face; they're in an awful spot. Uh, the Mavericks did the same thing. It's just not that to me. That's whole like it's so passe now. Yeah. That era of the NBA. I mean, the Bucks were kind of the same way, right? Where they yeah. were all draft development. Yep. Uh, the, the Raptors, when they won, they were mostly draft and development. Now, they added Kawhi, Kawhi yeah. put him over the top, but yeah. the rest of it was draft development. The yeah. Warriors are all draft and development. Except for their KD <clears throat> time. Well, I'm, I'm thinking the past five yeah. years. And, and for most, like, if you add a star, but most of everybody's homegrown, like Steph. And, yeah, that's and, to and me, that's, that's where that's, the league is. Yeah. It's a good thing. Yeah. And then I'll say this about Miami, by the way. I mean, first and foremost, I mean, if you score under 100 points in four or five games, yeah. you're, you're just not going to win basketball games. Yeah. And Jimmy Butler, I said it looked like he had been flaming out a little bit here in the, in the finals. Um, he was not great last night. He was 2 of 13 with eight points with five minutes remaining in that game. Yeah. He was a no-show. And then all of a sudden he goes on one of those runs where he scored 11 straight points. And it's like, and he got them to, for the lead. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, Jimmy Butler's here. He's arrived. But then Jimmy Butler makes two of the most boneheaded plays you'll ever see down yeah, the stretch. Yeah. The three-point shot. I mean, take it to the cup. Yeah. Take it to the cup. Get yeah. two. Extend the game. There was no reason to take that three. That's a bad three. And then he gives it away. Yeah. Very just sloppy pass. And Contavious Caldwell know, Pope takes it. The Nuggets defense, underrated. And that was the underrated. big question about them yeah. going into the postseason. That's yeah. what won them this championship. I agree. They, were, they played... Smart defense and Jokic, I think, is an underrated defender too. He proved at the, that at the cup. Yeah, he just he he's you know I'm not going to call him a classic shot blocker, but he intimidates and changes shots and makes, just makes guys not take shots. So yeah, they got it all. Um, I love I love it. Yeah, and, I think it's a very popular um, championship. I wanted to play a couple clips real quick from Jokic if I can because yeah. this is this this guy is just. I don't know what the word is to describe Understated. it. Understated. <laughs> like, here it is. Like, you just won the NBA Finals, Nikola Jokic. How do you feel right now? You are an NBA champion, Nikola. How does that feel? It's good. It's good. The job is done. We can go home now. <laughs> <laughs> and then this one. 
Hey, Nicole Jokic, are you looking forward to the championship parade on Thursday? Um, you said after the Lakers win, you said you were surprised that you didn't feel more. So I'm curious what you are feeling right now and if you're looking forward to a parade coming up in Denver. When is parade? When is parade? Thursday. When is parade? No. <laughs> I need to go home. I'm <laughs> okay. Uh, I think he wants to go home. He just wants to go home and be with his animals and his and all that kind of stuff back in Serbia. That's all he wants to do. I think he wants to go home. <laughs> Look at him. He's like so like flustered. He's like, I really have to go to a parade on Thursday. <laughs> Thursday? When is parade? When is parade? <laughs> that is so funny. This guy's the best. This guy is the best. In a league that just craves the spotlight, it, guys, that just they're it, like it's, it, you know, a hooked IV. Give me the spotlight. The, the Give me a, the everything. It's the AAU culture yeah. that it creates yeah. in these guys. Oh my God! Give me the the. Give me all my. Like, I got to be center stage. You know, I got to go to a team and I'm going to get my my points. My this guy's like, when is parade? I want to go home. <laughs> God bless you, brother. God bless you, man. God bless you. That is awesome. That and is- even, even after the game, I, I can't that play the video. It's no point playing the video because it's more visual. Oh, but I got to go home. The, the, like and, he wants no part and, of it. Him in the locker room trying to figure out what he does with the champagne bottle. <laughs> First of all, he, he gets it. He opens it just like a normal bottle. He doesn't pop it or anything. He just opens it like it's a normal like wine, like just a normal beer cap or something. Right. And then he like just takes like a big swig of it, and he looks at it and puts it down. And then someone gives him another one and is like, no, you're supposed to do this. And he literally just goes. <laughs> he wanted. He had no idea. Then he starts taking his goggles off because he's like, I guess I got no use for this. Like he had, it's like he wanted no part of the champagne or anything. He's never seen a champagne celebration <laughs> he, before. He, they, he probably doesn't even watch basketball. They said that ever. he he said that he celebrated his own championship and winning the finals MVP like a parent would at their own like kid's birthday party or something. Where you're just like, yay, you know? Very like, eh. Isn't that refreshing, though? It's so refreshing, it's especially so refreshing. in the NBA. Yeah, absolutely. By yeah. the way, and this guy wasn't picked to win three MVPs and was the last pick in the All-Star draft. When is parade? That's all I want to know. When is parade? When is parade? I want to go home. <laughs> Does he, does he live in Serbia in the off-season? Off I think I mean, there's all those videos in the off season where he's like riding like exotic animals. Like yeah. I'm not talking horses. Like he's yeah. riding it's something else. Yeah, that's crazy. All right, uh, tonight is game five in the NHL Stanley Cup Finals in T-Mobile Arena. The Golden Knights on the precipice of their first championship. As and there is some thought that Matthew Kachuk will not be playing for the Panthers. Tonight, his status remains unclear. Uh, Nick Cousins, uh, Listerinen, Montour, and Gudis also did not participate in the optional practice, but that's not necessarily um, uh, it's optional, so that doesn't mean they're not going to play. But if Kachuk doesn't play, they got no shot. Even if he plays, it's over. It's over. It's over. They have solved they all all the even the game they won. They've solved nothing that Vegas is doing to them. Yeah, they, they just have no answer. And by the way, now that Miami's got lost, and I know we were putting on our Panthers caps, you know what? Screw the Panthers. South Florida tears. Yeah. I'm going to relish in these South Florida tears. Back-to-back yeah. days. Second best. Back-to-back best. days, that market is going to crumble. Yeah. 
and I'm here for it. And all of a sudden, they just got they just got one upped by Denver because we keep trying to figure out what's the epicenter of sports right now. Oh, well, all of a sudden, Denver's got an NHL Finals and an NBA Finals in a calendar year. That's right. The there Abs, you go. The Abs won and Stan Kroenke, by the way, in 18 months has won four professional championships. So the Rams, the Rams, the Avalanche. The the Nuggets, and they threw it in there, the, the, you know, the Pro Lacrosse League. I guess the, he owns a team there, and they won the championship. So four professional championships for Stan Kroenke in 18 months. They still built a $5 billion stadium that has no air conditioning. Though. That's very true. So I've got to knock you down for that. <laughs> so so five stadium. I just don't, don't get it. How do you do it? I just spent $5 billion on, on the stadium. Anyway. Uh, all right. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more NBA with Dave Benz. Is there anything else we missed today? That Oh, uh, Rory and Kepka are paired together at the U.S. Open in the first two rounds. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, well, this is about... That can't be by, that can't be by accident. This is about five majors too late. Yeah. Jeez, I mean, now Roy doesn't want to talk about it anymore. And these guys are all on the same team now, apparently. Now we want to put them together. This is the most I was bizarre. calling for this last summer. Yeah, <laughs> most bizarre thing ever. Like how this whole thing is going to work out. We talked a little bit about this yesterday. Jimmy Dunn, who's the uh, the member at Augusta, uh, he's the um, the head of Seminole uh, Country Club down in Jupiter, where all the, the players play. Mm. Um, one of Tiger's big uh, mentors. He's you know he's the one who brokered this whole deal. They kind of cut Greg Norman out of it, and now it seems to. And now we're hearing that, that or at least I'm hearing, that Tiger Woods. Elon Musk and uh, Michael Jordan are going to be some part of a, a, a tour that may be part of this PGA Tour. I don't know, but there's there's a lot more details to come. And I don't think Jay, Jay Monahan's going to survive yeah. that either. Hey, by the way, uh, not to shift away from golf, but I feel like this was useful because we got two guests coming up here in yeah. a second. Yeah, uh, we're, Bowles is speaking as we as uh, right now, and I'm just I had some quotes that came through about Devin White. Go ahead. Where he said that they're not. He, they want to see where Devin White is physically before they put him out there. It's not a hold-in situation. He doesn't expect him to practice this week, but says he'll do the lifting and stuff inside. He added that Devin's mindset is good and that he'll be ready for training camp. Quote-unquote, it's just business. And that's coming from Pewter Report. It's just business. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can spin it any way you want to spin it. There are other, play- other players have figured out a way to be out there. He asked for a trade. He did all the other shenanigans. Don't try to play this off like it's just normal and everybody else. It's not. It's not. But I guess if, as the organization, that's the way you have to treat it because if you're trying to trade him, you don't want to trash him, right? So, But it just bothers me that, that there's you know, nobody in this organization can call this out for what it is. But I get it. You can't really – it doesn't do any good to publicly humiliate yeah. him. He um, so we'll just have to handle that on our end. And then you had mentioned you you asked about some of the offensive line, the formations. Yeah. Uh, Todd did say the left guard spot is Matt Filer's to lose. Okay. So yeah. I think everywhere else it's – I'm not know, a big fan of that decision. Which I don't know. What is They haven't mentioned much at right guard. Who am I assuming is the starter there? Cody Malk. Is it Cody Malk? Aaron is it Hainsey? Is it Hainsey? To me it should be Hainsey. To me Hainsey's your best player there. Yeah. And you know, if Mal can beat him out, fine. You know, but it's a competition. Hainsey. First of all, I'd rather have Hainsey at right tackle than Gedeke. Well, then they're, I, I would, they're I, going I, with Gedeke. I, I think there should be a competition for the right tackle <laughs> spot with Hainsey and Gedeke. You're a big competition guy. I am, of course. You best be, be best man should win. You don't give anybody anything if you're. You know, I, I don't. 
unless they're you know high draft pick. Obviously, Tom Brady, you sign him. He's yeah, he's your quarterback. I get it. But in situations like this, where there's no clear leader, why are you give why are you giving Luke Gedeke the right tackle spot? What has he done to earn it? Nothing. He's played poorly. A when half, he's played, he's played very a poorly. Of, a half of really good football in Week 18. Uh, week 18 is meaningless to me against a team that can't rush the passer, who's completely unmotivated. We're going to bait. We're going to give him a starting job based on that. But also, I mean, that's what no, is no college tape. Well, I mean, yeah, they never should have moved him in the first place. Putting him at left guard, expecting him to play left guard from right tackle, you know, especially with the schedule they were playing early on, was the dumbest thing ever. Uh, I, I they think they probably wanted Aaron Stinney to have that job or whatever. I don't know. But it wasn't, or Hainsey or whoever. But to throw him out there was complete folly. That was that was not good. They should have gone and signed somebody. We said that the, the moment that uh, Jensen went down. But but they didn't, and it screwed him. And now we're going to try to just pretend that he's automatically the right tackle. And and Matt Filer, who Nick looked this up as well. Look up his PFF grade yes last year. I think it was like fifty five or something. Like he was not great. And. And, and, Nick, and if I'm not mistaken, Nick Leverett's look up Nick Leverett's uh, grade at left guard. I know Nick Leverett was graded out like ten points higher than that's what Matt I thought. Tyler. That's what I thought. We looked this up before, and and, just, and again, then using the eyeball. And how I are we? And how are we giving this? Well. how are we giving this guy the job? I they love the size. I don't. They really love the. I mean, look, I, you've heard them talk about that. every time they talk about this O line. They're gush. Canales is gushing at the size of Wirfs and Filer next to each other, and obviously Jensen inside. Because they were really they were smaller last year. They were on the smaller side, and clearly there's an, there was an emphasis to get bigger there. Bigger's not better. Better's better. I, I would tend to agree with you, but I mean, that's what they're me, thinking. Nick, Nick Leverett is 6'3", 315. Matt Filer is what, 6'5", 330. Yeah. Is, I mean, Nick Leverett's not big enough. I mean, if he was 270 and he's grading out better, I would still say use the player that's a better player. But he's 315. He's 320. He's a big dude. But he doesn't have the pedigree because he comes from a small school. But he played well. He played well. So I don't I don't get that. All right, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, Dave Benz will join us. Longtime voice of the Minnesota Timberwolves, NBA insider. And we'll tell ask him about the, the legacy of this Denver Nuggets team. How good can they be? What what they did this year? Where does it rank in finals history? So stay with us. Back in three. Insurance coverage can be confusing and expensive. I mean, where do you start? Which companies can you count on to pay out fast and fair? Well, call the great folks at Italiano Insurance. It's a family-owned business. Jeff and Nat Italiano are carrying on the 60-year-plus tradition of giving amazing customer service and giving back to the community through their annual backpack drive for needy students and their support of the local pediatric cancer patients. But it's the customer service that sets them apart. They can shop all your insurance needs and save you big-time money. Don't hop on the internet and waste time looking at some bogus reviews. Talk to knowledgeable agents and not some voice-generated robot. These are confusing times for homeowners, and Italiano's team of experienced professionals can provide the right coverage for every situation, home, auto, business, life. It's Italiano for all the pieces of your life. Call 813-877-7799 or go to italianoinsurance.com. 
Well, Fitz the Mortgage Guy did it again. A listener heard his ad was going to another big bank but called Scott Fitzgerald at American Mortgage Services of Tampa, and Fitz saved him $618 on his monthly payment. Are you kidding me? Folks, that's big money. Rates are going up. They're going down. They're going all over the place. Scott will shop your loan and save you lender fees and get the best rates. Email him, scott at amstampa.com, or call 813-294-7595. That's Fitz the Mortgage Guy. Lots of stuff going on right now, and these rates are going all over the place. You need somebody knowledgeable in the market that will work hard for you and get you the best deal. That's my man, Scott. He's done three loans for me, done thousands of loans for local folks here, works with a lot of the coaches and players in the area. He's the guy. 813-294-7595 or go to scott at amstampa.com. Hey, JP here for Extravaganza Productions Incorporated, EPI. You've probably seen their purple logo at so many events that you've gone to. They are based in Tampa, and for over 33 years, they've been creating and producing conferences, meetings, and special events, the biggest to the smallest, solid reputation of delivering the best audiovisual, sound, lighting, entertainment, video production, and decor on time and on budget. I've worked with them with so many big events, the Warrior Games, which was an Olympic-style event all over uh, Tampa Bay, from McDill to the Convention Center to USF. They did it flawlessly, made it look big and fantastic. I've worked with them on small events as well, uh, large and small meetings and conferences, sporting events, fundraisers. If you got a fundraiser, you don't know the logistical way to pull it off, they'll take care of everything. Entertainment events, branding events, grand openings, so much more. The folks at Extravaganza Productions are the most professional and the best. I've worked with them many times. They are fantastic. You can contact them through extravaganzaproductions.com or call 813-621-4700. Extravaganza Productions, they are awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, let's rock. This is FanStream Sports with JP. All right, welcome back to the JP Peterson Show here on this Tuesday as we... uh, crown a new NBA champion, the Denver Nuggets, the first in 47 years of playing basketball, and what a team they put out there this year. We're brought to you by the Jeeves Law Group, Bay Area Modern Medical Center, and the great folks at American Mortgage Services. Contact our good friend Scott Fitzgerald, scott at amstampa.com. All right, I want to bring in my good friend Dave Benz, longtime voice of the Minnesota Timberwolves, and uh, my partner in the Pro Padel League, uh, broadcasting this week, which was well, the last five weeks, which is freaking awesome. What's up, Dave? How are you, buddy? Hey, man, I'm good. Still uh, enjoying a little bit of this Florida heat, although I'm ready to get out of the humidity when I get back to California at the end of the week. It's, uh, I don't mind the heat, but this uh, this humidity is uh, – I'm not used to it spending so much time out in Cali. It's not It's not good for that wonderful hair that you have, that broadcaster <laughs> hair that you have. That's absolutely yeah, – well, I, ju- yeah. I just got back from the gym, so that's why I got the hat on, and I'm you know not exactly dressed up for the occasion. But, yeah, it's uh, I am blessed. I have a lot of problems in life, JP, but thankfully <laughs> hair, is, hair, hair loss is not one of them. So what you you've been doing uh, sports on uh, in the NBA and all the uh, the big sports for so long? What was your what's your thoughts on this Pro Padel League? And uh, I, I was just blown away by how absolutely entertaining it is. Watching the matches, I mean, I've been out there for you know six weeks. You think I get bored of it? But I never did because it's just phenomenal action. What what are your thoughts? I mean, the athleticism is great, and you know the, the especially the men, right? I mean, no, yeah. I'm not going to throw any shade at the women, but just. You watch the men, the way that they run outside the court and track down the ball and bring it back into play. Uh, and I, we did see some women attempt to try to do that and feel like, you know, that's probably coming, that they're yeah, going to get yeah. better at doing that. But uh, the sport is it's high-paced, it's athletic, it's fun. 
Um, the you know the only thing uh, my only concern with it is aesthetically, is it as good on TV? I kind of feel like you know, and I said this on the broadcast. I kind of feel like it's a little bit like hockey. Like uh, hockey's great on TV, but it's so much it's better, better in person. Yeah, yeah. No, I would I would agree with that. Um, it's just it's it, the game is so fast and it's in a small area. It's kind of hard uh, hard to follow, and and with the glass on the outside, it, you get a little bit of glare. But the action itself, they could fix all that stuff. I think is just tremendous. And and the the ladies don't play as an athletic game, but they play a defensive game that is like it's stupid. I mean, we we had this, the Cancun girls, um, these two smaller girls, and you just you could hit a hundred winners that you think are winners, and they're getting them back. They're running them down. They're going all over the freaking court from every angle, and they just you just you can't you can't beat them. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. They obviously it's it's second nature to them. The thing that blew me away though, the the woman that won the MVP on the women's side and was part of the championship team for Vegas, uh, Palila Anapola de la Pena is her full name. Um, she lives in Aspen. She's yeah. from Mexico originally. She moved to Vero Beach to open up a tennis academy uh, about ten years ago. Spent seven years there and then moved out to Aspen. And I talked to her a little bit. She loves it in Aspen, but the one thing is. There are no Padel courts there. Yeah. So she literally hadn't played Padel for months, and she shows up, you know, in Zephyr Hills and wins the MVP. So yeah. how good could she be if she was actually playing all the time? It's, it's mind-blowing. Yeah. All right, let's talk about this Denver Nuggets team. Um, just give me your overall thoughts. You've been covering the, the Timberwolves in this league for a long, long time. You've seen the best of the best. Where does this team rank? Wow. Um, that's a really great question. I mean, can they be a dynasty? I guess part of it is going to depend. Can they retain these players? you got two really, really, really good players. I know Jamal Murray's never been an all-star, but I think that's more a byproduct of the injury and kind of, you know, what his career arc has been versus his talent level. He's clearly an all-star caliber player, if you know, and, and a really good all-star caliber player. And obviously Jokic is, you know, you, you watch him and he looks like, he doesn't look like an outstanding athlete. He doesn't look like the guy that would be, you know, two-time MVP and a finals MVP. By the way, a quick aside, did you notice, and granted, he had his hands full with his little girl last night, but the trophy presentation, he gets the Bill Russell MVP award, <laughs> he leaves it sitting on the table. <laughs> well, did you hear him? He said, they're asking about the parade. He's like, when is parade? When is parade? And they're like, Thursday. He goes, no, no, I got to go home. I got to, he, just, he wants no part of the parade. He wants no part of the, the spotlight or anything, which is refreshing to see anybody in the NBA or any major sport. Just like, no, I went to go home. Yeah, I mean, it's hilarious. I, but just such a such an unbelievable talent. And, you know, if he's flipped, uh, slipped through the cracks with so many people. And, you know, when he came into the league, he was, he was part of that team along with Yusuf Nurkic, who – Obviously, Nurkic hasn't, isn't exactly Nikola Jokic, but he's been a pretty good big in the NBA as well. Yeah. Um, but and there was some question like, is it Nurkic or is it Jokic? And and Jokic has become this thing. So I mean, you got Murray, you got Jokic there. Uh, Aaron Gordon has really played well. Michael Porter Jr. He's good you know players. he's been hot and cold, but you know when he's been hot, he's been fantastic, and he's still pretty young. I mean, yeah. he's in his he's in his fifth year. What he played one year at Missouri, yeah. so you know he, he he's he's still a young guy. Um, and you know they they had some really good uh, I think pieces to go alongside Murray and Jokic, and we'll see. You know I know Tim Conley was the GM that kind of built this, and he left and went to Minnesota last off season. Um, so you know he's kind of got to feel a little bit of pride the fact that he yeah. he had something to do with putting that team together. 
Um, I mean, the Nuggets are going to be a force for a while, and they were overlooked by a lot of the NBA. A lot, you know, nobody really gave them the respect because they're in Denver. And yeah. it's like, okay, well, whatever. You know, they're a nice team. And okay, yeah, they're number one seed, and they had the best record in the league, but they're susceptible. I mean, all they did was what they go sixteen and four in the playoffs. Was that the number? Yeah, I mean, and it was ten and one. They won ten of their last eleven in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, and uh, unbeatable at home, and you know, and uh, I texted you this. I'm just, I'm really, I, I was torn, right? Because I've got ties to people in Miami. I lived in Miami and worked in Miami and covered the Heat. And you know, back when Spo was a video coordinator, and Spo and I got to know each other pretty well uh, back in those days. And then I did. I, I worked in Denver at one point in my career and covered the Nuggets when Carmelo was there and George Carl was coaching the team. And there's still people in that organization from my time there. And then. You know, I, I'm just I'm really excited for Ryan Saunders, who was obviously the head coach with the Timberwolves for a while. David Adelman, who was on the Timberwolves staff when I first started in Minnesota, and his dad Rick was was yeah. still coaching the Timberwolves. Um, and Mike Malone, man, you want to talk about a, just a fantastic guy, a fantastic human. Mike, um, when he was let go by the Sacramento Kings, Flip Saunders called him and said, "Hey." I want you to come sit on our bench. He never really was hired in an official capacity, but there was, I think it was, you know, we had like 10 games left in our season mm -hmm. and the final 10 games uh, of that season, uh, whatever year that was, it was, you know, probably 14, 15, somewhere in there. Um, Mike Malone came and sat on the Timberwolves bench. And, you know, when Flip passed away, Mike made it a point to, to, be there for the funeral and i mean just a fantastic guy you talk about three coaches by the way who are all sons of coaches yeah, i mean yeah. mike Ned, brandon of course everybody talks yeah. about that and obviously you know ryan with flip and david with um his father rick it's you know just kind of amazing the the storyline to have three coaches on your bench that are all sons of coaches yeah. and and they get a ring it's great so for so for the last five nba champions we've seen now they have teams that are mostly drafted and developed and the Nuggets definitely embodied that. I think Murray was a seventh overall pick. He was their highest draft pick. And Jokic infamously drafted during a Taco Bell commercial, which we're never going to forget. I mean, does this kind of proof, you think, where the league is going, where the super team era and the, the big three, and I got to have three guys, and I got to pay them all $40 million plus, right, and just supplement veteran talent. Does that seem like this era of basketball is over, and you think that's a good thing? Um. Well, I mean... You look at what the Warriors did. The Warriors did it mostly with homegrown talent, yeah. except for, you know, the, the time when, you know, they had KD come in. But, I mean, so I think that's kind of been a trend for a while. You have to develop guys. That's that's not going to stop teams from trying, though. I mean, teams are going to still try to be able to find a way to find the loopholes and be able to sign guys to deals and, and be able to cheat the system. And they were talking about it last night. Mike Malone, what is it, eighth year on the bench now? And they stuck it out. And back, you know, when I was doing the Timberwolves, my broadcast partner, Jim Peterson, who, by the way, spells his last name with an E instead of an O at the end and always would That's get wrong. so upset because everybody would spell it with an That's O. Wrong, yeah. um, but Jim Peterson, he, he ran some numbers, and I, I'm guessing the stats still largely hold. Uh, the, I mean, if, if an NBA head coach does not win a title in his first three years uh, with the team, he's probably not going to win it. I mean, you wow. look at what has happened in the history of the league. And I mean, going back to the Warriors, Steve Kerr won it in his first three years. Ty Lue won it with the Cavs right away. Nick Nurse won it with the Raptors right away. Mm. So, you, you know, when your first title in those first three years, you're probably not going to do it 
mostly because the organizations aren't going to stick around right. with you long enough to let you do it. And so, you know, this is a little bit of an outlier. Maybe it changes the perception of things, but I still think you're going to have a lot of ANSI owners out there that are going to say, you know what, we're going to cheat the system. We want to win now. We're not going to be patient. And, you know, so, so on one hand, uh, Nick, I feel like, yes, there is something to be said for maybe people need to, to you know, learn a lesson from this. But on the other hand, I, I think a lot of people in the NBA are not that bright when it comes to this kind of a lesson. <laughs> and they're just going to try to buy things because, you know, that's what they want to do. Do you think the Lakers have any shot to dethrone them next year? I mean, obviously, LeBron's getting older. There's talk of Kyrie going there. There are a lot of people that are going to try. I just don't see any challengers out there. I know it's kind of recency bias, but I, you know, I don't, I don't think the East is that great. I think Miami Heat kind of scrapped their way into the finals. I don't think they're a great team by any stretch of the imagination. So who's, who's the challenger? Man, that is a great, great question. Um, you know, because clearly Phoenix has fallen off. Yeah. Um, you know, they're getting older. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't believe in the Lakers and, no. and I mean, you know, at this point with their age, you know, the Warriors, it's uh, they're, they're, they're older now too. And you know, how much is left there? Um, so, uh, you know, I, I, I'm I, at the, I'm coming off the top of my head. Maybe the Bucks. maybe the Bucks come back. I don't know. Well, yeah, I'm thinking just in the West. I mean, yeah, maybe the Bucks. honestly, I feel like the Celtics were the better team than the heat. Clearly had the Celtics gotten to the finals. Maybe it's a different story, but the Heat were a tough matchup for Boston, and and you know in the NBA it's all about matchups. I yeah, mean that's really yeah. at the end of the day what it comes down to. So, um, I, you know it'll be interesting to see this offseason how teams retool. Obviously, the team that I was blown away by this year that did nothing was Dallas, and it's like you know they they were licking their wounds trying to shoot you know trying to hit a home run by going for the trade to get Kyrie and hoping yeah, that that, that would right the wrongs you know they let Brunson walk and um you know so many things went wrong with them but you still got Luca if you can figure out a way to put pieces around him maybe you figure it out but yeah I don't know that there's a clear contender in the west I don't think there is yeah and in the east I mean yeah Bucks Celtics you know I I I think the Sixers are are not going to be you know really a, a team to worry about right now so that it's a short list JP for yeah. sure it's a short list all right, Dave, great stuff, my friend. Uh, love working with you during the Padel season. Hopefully uh, we'll catch up again soon. Great stuff, man. Appreciate you. All right, guys. Take care. Thanks for having me on. Great, uh, Dave Benz there, our NBA insider. Uh, I just, I, Somebody's got to be on the horizon. I think it's going to be a younger team maybe that's emerging. Maybe it's Sacramento. None of, the, no. None of these teams, the way they're constructed, are even close to Denver. They just went 16-4. and four They did. In the, in the postseason. The and I don't consider a team, I don't really consider a team in the East a Super threat right now. Yeah, I don't. All right, let's uh, welcome in our good friend Chris Lugo from Bay Area Modern Medical Center. My friend, how are you today? What's happening? Uh, uh, well, obviously, I'm not poolside doing a <laughs> podcast, so it could always be better, I guess. <laughs> well, maybe you should try that next time. I, I you should be poolside instead. Yes. Uh, we've done shows poolside. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, uh, so, uh, how's things with you? Um, are you are you a big NBA fan? Do you watch a lot of? Did you watch a game last night? Not a big NBA. I'm fan. five eight and a half uh, with heels <laughs> on. So no, I'm not. A, I'm a prodigy of Michael Jordan back in, in Chicago Bulls back yeah, era. Yeah. Um, so I, I've it's lost. It's uh, you know, a lot of professional sports to me have lost a little bit of their lack yeah. luster to me because a lot of them cry and make millions of dollars. Yeah. 
No. So um, I think there's a lot of feeling around professional sports nowadays that it's hard yeah. to it's hard to stomach a lot, and, and a lot of people are struggling. So it, it is. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I, I, I was doing this uh, pro Padel league thing out at uh, Zephyr Hills, and we these, these guys and ladies are playing in 95 degree temperatures with 90 percent humidity. We had a couple of uh, issues with one of one of them cramping. And I just and, and there's a lot of people trying to play pickleball out there in this weather and everything else. Yeah. From a hydration standpoint, what's what's a good strategy if you're going to be working out in this hot summer time here in Florida? You gotta you gotta prep for it. You gotta be hydrating with electrolytes the day before, and you really it's almost like this Tour de France guys. Remember they'll do yeah, these big yeah. huge pasta meals and carb load glycogen stores. Uh, before they start a race, and they'll do it thereafter just to keep those guys. Same thing. You've got to get hydrated because once you're behind the eight ball, you're screwed. So you got to stay hydrated. you got to get ahead of the game first and foremost. And people like you, come on, when we're playing uh, teams, the Bucks are playing teams in the end of the year in October, November here in Florida, and it's like 85 degrees out. They're, those other teams are from the north are cramping up left and right because they're not used to it playing in the heat that stage. They're playing in 50, 60-degree weather, so we got that advantage because a lot of our athletes are conditioned at that point in time, and they know what to do. So when you know what to do already, you're going to mitigate that risk. Uh, a lot of them were eating bananas, um, taking yeah. some other electrolytes. Is that, is that's that fine? Yeah, that's yeah, fine. that's fine. I mean, I wouldn't be eating banana because of the potassium in there. It's a little bit hocus pocus, but just getting their, their, their glucose up from the banana, that's just nice, quick fructose is going to help out too. And what about, because uh, I play hockey every Sunday, and it's like a three-hour thing, and it's, it's outside. It's like kind of roller. And I, I am like beat for the rest of the day after. Like I usually get a headache around like 3 o'clock during that day, <laughs> yeah. and I'm just like begging for pills to like make it go away. And yeah. it's like I feel like I drink a lot of water, obviously, because I have to, uh, but I never thought about what about like pre, kind of before you go out there, because I usually just I wake up and I just go, right? And so what are some of the techniques like? What, how important is it basically kind of like that, that pre-hydration and kind of techniques to make it better? It's, there? it's the key. Uh, it, it's, that's, that, that is the, uh, the canary in the coal mine. That is the key to actually mitigating that so you don't feel like crap afterwards because you're getting dehydrated is what's happening. You're losing those electrolytes, which is now getting, making you feel worse even more. Now those cells are being drained of those electrolytes. Uh, which now you're behind the eight ball. Now you're taking more time to shove all those electrolytes back in those cells. So mitigating that risk by pre-hydrating, pre-electrolytes this day and age is, is huge. And staying away from alcohol. Are you guys drinking out there? Uh, I mean, I'm not going to. Sometimes I got a cooler, Chris, packed. You know, <laughs> a, little, a little bit. Sometimes. Thanks, JP, for that inside information. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Nick, you're not supposed to drink while you're doing that. All right. So, two things. One is one alcohol, ETOH, ethyl alcohol, is, is going to make you it's a diuretic. It inhibits ADH, anti diuretic hormone, which actually helps absorb fluids back in your system. So, when you're inhibiting that hormone, you're going to be peeing a lot more. You're going to get dehydrated. Same thing with caffeine. If you're doing a lot of caffeine before these things, too, you're going to, that's a weak diuretic. Also, that's going to get you dehydrated even more. So, right, so if so you're going we, out to do something outside, hydrate the night before, um, get up in the morning, no coffee and hydrate some more in the morning. Decaf coffee. If you want your coffee, then get some decaf in your half decaf, something like that. But don't be drinking, 
you know, three, 600 milligrams of caffeine prior to that because you're going to be peeing it out and you're going to get dehydrated more. Chris Lugo, and you, you, you got access to IVs, use IVs. I mean, I use replenish. Replenish is great. Get you all you guys hooked up to the IV. Hey, uh, Chris, the true body uh, machine that you have, you've worked now for a few months. You've had it there. Uh, tell me a little yeah. bit about the results, how you dial in it in for people. What, what, how's it working? Yeah, it's phenomenal. We've tweaked a few of our pro- protocols with it. We're seeing that we're getting better results on the true flex that when we tell patients, hey, don't work out your lower body a couple of days prior and a couple of days after. Uh, and we're doing them once a week. We'll do the first session two for twice the first week. And then weekly after that, we're getting the intensity. You're getting, you'll be able to get more intense training from that flex machine. We had some people who were doing squats the day before and they couldn't handle the machine. Well, come to find out because they're working those lower bodies. So we tell patients, hey, take the week off. This is your lower body training. This is your core training. And you're going to get even more phenomenal results. Um, t- you talk about taking days off. Um, you know, there's there's thoughts out there. A lot of CrossFit people, you should be working out six out six days a week. But it, how important is rest? Like, what what do you advise people in terms of hard workouts, easier workouts? What what's what's a good schedule that you normally recommend? We've chatted about that before. Like, the older we're getting, we have to take a little more. We have to take more breaks. We got to take a couple days off instead of that one day off. You got to be smart and listen to your body and not try to work through the pain. Right. Because once you get injured now, man, you've taken two steps backwards. Now you're going to put yourself even further back during that thing is nagging injury. Talking about like bad hamstrings, right? That's a nagging injury that won't go away because when you stand, when you walk, you're constantly engaging that posterior chain, glutes, hamstrings. It's really tough for those injuries to heal. So take the time off, listen to your body. But don't mind fuck yourself in the sense that, hey, uh, I'm going to take a whole entire week. Right. No, that's too much. Yeah, that's too much right? yeah. it's, it's that pleasure and pain, but you got to make sure you're doing everything else, optimizing things. We've got so many great resources to recover. Utilize them. Hey, re- real quick, because you were on the cutting edge of the stem cell thing that was going on with Ryan Jensen. We talked about that many yeah. times on, on this show. We kind of yeah. got that out there. And then he talked about it after the season. And he's back out there today without the brace. So he'll be, as far as I know, he hasn't had any surgery. So he'll be the first NFL player to rehab a ACL, PCL, MCL with just stem cells and no surgery. And it looks like, you know, he's going to be good to go for this beginning of the season. Is there, is there talk in the medical field about this? Is this a, is this a game changer in terms of, of rehabbing these injuries, not only for athletes, but for, you know, the regular weekend warriors as well? Twofold. I think it's a game changer in the sense now we're getting orthopedic physicians to think a little bit outside the box. A lot of those orthopods are you break bone, me fix mentalities. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, some are ex athletes in college, right? So they have that mindset. So now they, they're realizing, hey, we can actually heal things without it. The downfall about that is now they're realizing, hey, I won't get paid right. because I'm sending you down to the islands, I'm sending you down to Colombia. Costa Rica, Panama to get the stuff done. I'm not going to see income from it, yeah. right? So a lot of the American orthopods poo-poo because of that reason alone. It's stealing business from my family, right. all right? So that's yeah. going to be a difficult for them. Um, I think a lot of our other athletes who are getting surgery were also getting stem cells in the past, just didn't talk about it, right? all right? So there was an adjunct to what they were doing. Uh, I got three patients right now that I'm already setting them up to go to Columbia here in the next month or two to get their knees done. 
All right, because they don't want to have surgery. And one one of my guys is 15 years old. Yeah, he his orthopod wants to do a total knee on a 50 year old. Are you kidding me? I'm like, dude, spend the eight grand, see if it works. If guess what, if it doesn't work in a year, you can fall back on a total knee. Yeah. Versus you get a total knee now, that that warranty is going to run out in 15 10 years, years yeah, 10, 15, 15 years, years yeah. 20 years. You're doing this all over again. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I had the stem cells on my knees and it, it transformed them for five, six years. Now I'm starting to get a little bit more pain. So you got to do, go back and redo it. But, uh, it, you know, it's worked tremendously for me. So correct. I'm, and it I'm, saves you from the, from scalpel to skin. Yeah. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. A big deal. All right, my friend, tell everybody how they can get in touch with you and uh, get an appointment. Best way to do is go online to the website, BAMMC.com. Book online right there. You'll see the schedule. You'll see the days and times that work best for you and me. And get in. All right. Thanks. It's not called the office, 844-789-2266. Cool. And you'll be gone next week. So if you get an appointment, get, I am, an appointment, yes. get it this week. Get it done. Absolutely. Get it this week. Get in here if not following week. All right. Yeah. All right, Chris. Great stuff, man. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate Take it. Care. Nick, hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. No more beer. <laughs> you sound like my wife, Chris. That's what you sound like yeah, right now. He's drinking Coors Light or natural <laughs> light. So many things, it's pretty much water. Anyway. All right. Take care, guys. Thanks. Thanks, thanks Chris. Appreciate it. Um, we'll see you then. Uh, all right. We got uh, any updates from the Bucks? Uh, Baker Mayfield talk. Kyle, we'll have lots of sound tomorrow. Lots to of sound because, like you said, Baker's talked. Kyle's talked. Bulls has talked. Maybe some other players out there as well. But, um, yeah, we should have all those updates tomorrow for y'all. And um, just to update you, uh, what are you laughing at? I'm not laughing. I'm just speaking of holdouts. My goodness, Devin White is far from the 